Hello, everybody. Welcome to number something eight, eight of the Something Heavy Cast, the podcast where we talk about nerdy stuff, video games, movies, comic books. Video games. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Roberto. Yeah. Yeah. Get a fancy yeah. international. I'm Roberto. I'm Robert and shit. Yeah. Something heavy international right now. Manufacturing. I do like that. Something heavy international. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. So hi everybody. Welcome hey. back. Um. So. I I had mentioned previously off air to you that I watched the uh, Ethan Hawke time travel movie um, Predestination. Yes. Okay. Um, it it's kind of resonated with me since. I watched it. Okay. I'm a big fan of time travel movies. Like, I like Back to the Future and, you know, uh, which is, like, I think the, the Back to the Future and the Terminator, that those are the two examples of time travel that we know of. Right. Also, Time Cop to a lesser degree. Right. You know? Because I don't know if that's... Do you remember? You saw Time Cop, right? When it came out. I don't okay. remember anything about it. Well, the thing that always stuck with me was that, like, you know, the same matter can't occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. That was, like, their rule. And yeah. that, that's how, you know, if you touch each other, you dissolve into, like, this weird gelatinous blob and, like, you know, you just to cease to exist it's like the, it's like dividing by zero yeah everything bad happens but in every other time travel movie everyone's like ah fuck that you, there's gonna be 19 of you and you're gonna all be in the same room and you high five each other it doesn't matter yeah 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 but anyway so I I don't know if you've watched it I don't even know anything about it nothing predestination but like it's it's like a gigantic mind trip from beginning to end uh-huh. like seriously if you watch it your mind will explode okay do you want to know the basic premise of the movie or do you want to just go into it clean what do you think's better I think not knowing what's going on. Well, here's the thing: you'll watch it and you'll have like as a as like a writer and a filmmaker, you'll be able to like, okay, I think I know what's gonna happen. And then like 15 minutes before the credits hit, you're like, okay, I know what happened. Okay. okay. But here's the thing that that I wanted to bring up to you that I think you find interesting. Do you remember the movie Undead? The zombie flick Undead. Yes. The Australian zombie flick. Yes. Okay. It's from the same writer and director team, those oh, are the okay. Spirit Brothers. All right. Because they made that that vampire movie with Ethan Hawke. I forget what it was called. Yeah. Something vampiric. Was that the was that the one that was like uh, there was like a couple of movies? There was like Daybreak. No, 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 no. That, that's Nightwatch. Nightwatch. No, you're thinking of Daybreakers. Yeah. That's the one that they did with Ethan Hawke. Where like okay. he's a vampire, but there's a cure, and like the vampires are like the dominant species. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I never saw that one. Neither did I. Um, but I, I highly recommend that movie. Okay. It, the Predestination. Okay. I really think you should watch it. And I just see it's so hard because like, you haven't watched it, so we can't really talk about it. Because right. I want you to watch it, and then we can have a discussion about it. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, but I brought it up because of the Spirit Brothers and Undead, which I only watched one time when I watched it with you. Right. Um, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they did... It was, they was, a, it was that classic, you know, filmmaker stories. They make, like, a pretty good indie movie. Yeah. And everyone's like, here's $40 million. And they just kind of, like... <laughs> what do I do? What, like, okay, we're going to spend about a fraction of this. Mm-hmm. What do we do with the rest? See, this is. See, I hope that this is a problem that one day I'll have. That was a, that, admittedly, that's a lovely problem to have. Because I have a plan. Okay. So if they go, here's like $40 million to make a movie, I'm going to say, fuck that. I'm going to make 10 movies. With that $40 million? Yeah. How about this? Let's make four <laughs> movies that have a $10 million budget $10 on million each. Do. Okay. That works for me. Works. Yeah, that works. Because what's, what's great about our situation is that we don't have to pay editors. Yeah. We don't have to pay cameramen. 
Yeah. We don't have to rent equipment. We don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah you can look as sad as you want. But yes, that's, I have to do that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, is like, you know you have all the you have this wealth of knowledge that was like self taught, mm-hmm. which is really cool because. Sometimes you'll be sitting there explaining to me the editing thing, and I'm just like, you can literally see my eyes glaze over. Yeah. Like I, dude's like. Yeah, that's why I just stopped bothering. Because I don't get it. I know. It's. I mean, like, I'm sure if I said, because I have to learn by doing. Uh-huh. So I have to sit there and and actually edit with you, and I guarantee you, you would want to kick me in the fucking teeth because after a while, I'd be like, is this right? Am I doing this right? Like, yeah, just shut up and do it. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. Well, and then also, the, I'm very fast when it comes to editing. Yes, you are. I've seen you do it. Um. People actually do call me the fastest edit in the West. Who calls you that? Well, I can't say people's names on here, but I'll tell you later. But oh. there are people who have called me that. Okay. They, they have names. They are real people. We don't name names on the podcast? No. Okay, that's that's, that's a rule. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. I, I, I agree, like, but that's a rule for now. Yeah. We don't name names. Yeah. Which is fine but, by me. But yeah, that's I've been, I've been called that. The fastest edit in the West? Yes. It's a good thing you live in the West. Yeah. That helps. It does help. You know what's funny? Is people think of like, because uh, if you guys don't know this, we're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're based here. We work out of here. Mm-hmm. When people hear Albuquerque, New Mexico, they think that it, there's just meth everywhere. Because mm-hmm. thank you, Breaking Bad. Yeah. And they also think that like we're literally just now emerging from like the set of Young Guns where like everybody still maybe carries a firearm. Yeah. And like, you know, we're all rustling cattle and like, you know, having a hoedown. And like Mexico is just like right there. It's not. It's we really have like running water and lights and everything. It's pretty, we have a we're like right, right smack dab in the center of the state. We're a little bit high, a little bit high, but we're in the center of the state, side. just towards the northern quadrant. And granted, we are in Albuquerque. We're one of the few, like really uh, modernized areas, I suppose. <laughs> oh no! Like for sure, there's some places here in 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 the state that time just clearly forgot. Yeah. That, that, those exist, but it's nowhere near where we nowhere are. Nowhere near. No, if you ever get the chance, I recommend you come check it out. We're actually pretty cool. We have a baseball team. Yeah. We're pretty advanced. Yeah. Named after the Simpsons. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The isotopes. Although I do enjoy... I, I enjoy going to the ball game. I haven't been since I was a little kid. Really? Yeah. Since the movie were the Dukes. Since we were the Dukes. That's well, right. I go for two reasons. One, my daughters enjoy going there. They enjoy the fireworks show. Mm-hmm. And then they have this nacho thing. Okay, uh-huh. it's it's nacho. It's like the the chips, right? Uh-huh. Then they liberally add cheese, and then they add barbecued meat. Okay, I'll be honest with you. As you're eating it, you can feel yourself getting fatter, but you can also feel yourself not caring because it is delicious. Wow. You wish you could unhinge your jaw and just. Okay. But you can't. Yeah, I'm just not. You know, I I I, I don't involve myself in the, in sports of any kind. Well, there's a few. But, of course, it's like, I really enjoy uh, boxing, mm-hmm. which is going away, basically, because of MMA. But, okay, and, and see, I'm the opposite. I'm a gigantic MMA fan. Right. Like, I'm just obsessed with mixed martial arts. Yeah. Um, because, in my opinion, it's more dynamic. Like, I'll, like I can't enjoy boxing now, because I'll watch these two guys trading punches, and I'm like, why isn't anybody shooting for a takedown? Why isn't anybody, throw some leg kicks to him. I'm like, all right, they can't do that. And they're wearing these giant dress shorts. Yeah, and like boots and st- yeah, it's yeah, because it's gentlemanly. <laughs> is that your argument? <laughs> it's, it's a gentleman's pursuit. Yeah, they're not like trying to throw each other on the ground and like lay on top of each other. Neither are they in MMA. <laughs> they're going for a submission. They're working hard mm-hmm. to, to break okay. bones and choke people unconscious. Okay. Don't, don't I'm just do saying, boxing is more gentlemanly than uh, MMA. But well, you also admit it's very antiquated. 
It is. Because if you put... Like, granted, I will admit right now, the best striker, the best puncher in, in mixed martial arts would get his ass handed to him by a Floyd Mayweather, a Manny Pacquiao, in just a straight, up, in just a straight striking match. However... When they start throwing kicks that Floyd Mayweather can't block, yeah. and his leg starts to go out, and they shoot for a takedown, and just decide to bitch slap him around a little while before submitting him, I mean, come on, it's true. But I will say this also. Let me also add this: I'm super duper excited for the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Yeah, it's eighty nine dollars on pay per view, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm get that shit. Yeah. I don't care if it's a hundred bucks, I'm getting that fight. It's yeah. the fight of the century. It really is. It is, but I, it, it still doesn't mean I'm not gonna watch it the next day online for free. <laughs> so. You know what? That's fine. I I, I, I I don't know. I like the the notion of watching something live. There's there's like three things in life that I really want to do. I want to see live, mm-hmm. and I kind of had two of those already fulfilled. All right. One is I've seen a professional sports. I wanted to, I was wanted to see a professional sport game. I didn't care if it was baseball, basketball, football. So I saw a professional baseball game when I was in Maryland. Um, I've seen the WWE live. When back when it was the WWF, yeah. I saw. Um, Triple H wrestled The Undertaker in the main event, and it was a good time. All right. And I, I just need to go see a UFC event. Oh, okay. A live combat sport event. So at this point, I'm like, I don't care if it's boxing, I don't care if it's kickboxing, I don't care if it's, you know, MMA, I just want to see a live fighting event. I think that'd be cool. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never had much of an interest. But I do like watch watching boxing. Uh, I like watching hockey, mm-hmm. but I don't give a shit about the teams or who's going to win or whatever. I just like watching it. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. I think the reason that... Hockey is so appealing because it's so fast-paced. Yeah. Like, it's not like football where they play for... I think somebody did a, a breakdown of how much time you actually spend playing football during a professional game. It breaks down to, like, 16 minutes. Yeah. Like, you it play very, very little. That seems and like a long time. To play football? No, that seems like, it, that seems like it's too long <laughs> that, they've, that they play. Seems well, like it should be shorter than that. <laughs> so we'll see the inverse of hockey. Uh, like, <laughs> they spend so much time just going back and forth at breakneck speeds. I can't even roller skate. Like, I can't walk correctly. Yeah. So the fact that these guys are on like like sliding around on knives yeah. with sticks, hurling into each other. No. Yeah, like that's... basically, you guys have little swords on your shoes and you're flying around the place and you're like, no. Yeah, hockey, fun to watch. I love I love watching hockey, but and the other sport that I'm completely obsessed with that I get mocked for nonstop is I, I like to watch soccer, especially from Europe. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a man sport. It, it is. It's a gentlemanly pursuit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flopping, and people don't understand. <laughs> <That's laughs> there true, is, yeah. Because it's like I've seen hockey players like some dude got his neck slashed, and he was like, "No, I'm fine. I can still play." Yeah. I put him on in. I'm looking at the hold it closed. And he's like, "Give me some staples. I'll take care of it." Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in in soccer, that happens. No, nah! yeah, yeah, yeah that fun. gets a little. Yeah, <clears throat> but people but, uh, but people make fun of me because I'm obsessed with it. Like you know, I know the names of ho- uh, soccer stars. I know the, their stats. Like the way my brothers look at football, I look at soccer that way, and yeah, and mix okay. martial arts to a much higher degree. That's okay. I there's nothing that I'm that into. I do, in I use in the sports world. But see, I used to, I, I kind of, it was weird, because once I got into mixed martial arts, I stopped caring about professional wrestling altogether. Yeah. Like, I could not give one-tenth of one shit. Because, <laughs> like, like, when you look at it, like, it's hard, because sometimes I'll put on wrestling just to see what's going on, and I'm like, I can't watch this. Right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It's silly. Yeah. But, I, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, I loved professional wrestling. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and, you know... All that stuff, I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was a good time. It was a really good time. Like when you sent me that picture of you and Sundance with Jake the Snake Roberts, 
I did. I met Jake the Snake Roberts. You did. Like, and he, and Jake the Snake, like, if anybody ever watched that documentary, Beyond the Mat, he did not look good. It was like, wow, he's having a, a Britney Spears 2007 kind of year. Like, he's not going to make it. Yeah, Curly was even like, he's still alive? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they've seen this picture. He's like, that is him. He's alive. And I'm like, I know. And he looked good. He was Barely. in like a sweater and jeans, and he was like in, like in good shape. Like, he looks good, but you can tell that he's just jacked up. Oh, yeah. And, like, he moves very slowly. Like, you can almost hear a creak. He can barely talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talks in a kind of, hey, kind of whisper. Yeah. Um, but still, it was cool. You know. And the people I were with, they were like, who's this guy? And I'm like, it's fucking Jake the Snake. WWF, when it was WWF. Do you not remember the rivalry he had with Rick Rude? Mm-hmm. Ravishing Rick Rude? Mm-hmm. I was talking about, I was like, and then, because Macho Man Randy Savage, and then we, the, his snake shot the venom in his eyes, and he was blind, that's why he started wearing those sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. And it's like, well, clearly you grew up poorly. Yeah. Your parents failed you. Yeah. You were, you were owed a childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my parents used to like... My brother and I used to be super duper into wrestling, and like they'd rent us the old VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Like they'd come out because you know you'd have the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and then like two months later the VHS would be released to the video store. So they'd rent it for us, and they'd make us giant hoagie sandwiches and send us up. So like go watch that for like three hours. Bye, go away. Yeah, it's like whenever my parents needed a break. I'm pretty sure they were having sex during that time, or like yelling at each other. It was one of those two things. They yeah. weren't just like sitting down playing a game. Or both. Let's hope so. Um, and they'd be like, here, go watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And like, don't come downstairs till it's over. Like, all right, cool. So it's like for three hours on a Saturday afternoon, once a month, we'd get like WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble or Survivor, Survivor Series was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, because I always had the Survivor Series matches. Mm-hmm. And if there was one dude that was left, they'd say like, you know, Shawn Michaels is the sole survivor. I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the sole survivor. Not a wrestling. Yeah. But like some kind of cool action adventure thing where I'm running around shooting people and saving lives. Right. That's my thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Okay. What was the what was the, what began all of this? We're talking about right now. Uh, oh, predestination. That's the name of the movie. Yes. Okay. So, my job. I'm gonna watch it. You need to watch it, and then we can talk about it. We'll talk about it next time, and you guys watch it too. And so you'll understand what in the blue fuck we are talking about. Is it on the Netflix? <laughs> I don't know. I got it at Redbox. Okay, so it might be. It's on. I'm sure it's available. It's available. It's yeah, available. It's available. So However, you acquire movies with Ethan Hawke. I ain't judging. And we will, we'll, we'll, we'll all discuss week. it at length. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta, you know, just put it on and pay attention. Right. Because I like that about movies. I like when movies require something of you. Mm-hmm. I like when movies demand that you pay attention. Because I think movies are just too simple these days where you can leave for 15 minutes, come back, and still know what's going on. Right. Like, I don't dig that. Yeah. Sometimes I think it gets a little too far. Like, I was, I was watching uh, Inherent Vice. Okay. And I can't tell you what in the blue fuck is going on in that movie. Ever. And, and I was like, I was trying hard. I was yeah. like, wa- like watching as hard as I could. <laughs> yeah, I'm studying this film. Yeah, and it's just... <laughs> but I'm going to have to watch it another couple of times. But that, I think that's true of all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Yeah, but it's, this one just seems to be especially... Just, what the fuck? Because, like... And it was weird because it's like, I'm enjoying it. The performances are great. Fucking mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is great. Yeah. And, the, like, and then it would, I would start to follow it. Like, okay, okay, I like this. And then it would just go off the rails. I'm like, what is, wait, what happened? And I just, Ugh. 
So that one's, if you're going to watch Inherent Vice, I recommend it, but I recommend watching it maybe three, four times. That's a commitment I don't know if I can agree to. Like, not in a row. No, I understand what but you're just saying. just eventually, before you die. Well, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so you can say, I understand Inherent Vice. And then die. And then you can die. Well, it's like David Lynch's movies. Yeah. I, and, and maybe I'm, like, stupid because I'm not, like, a, a film... A, a student of film mm. as much as I should be. Mm. But, like, I understand Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And that's it. I don't get any of the rest of his movies. Yeah. I'm like, alright. I don't, I don't like David Lynch movies. I know you don't. And we've discussed that before at length. There's, I, I mean, used to. I understand it. his... I like the fact now that David Cronenberg has gotten out of that, like, I make movies, weird movies just to be weird yeah. phase of his life, even though it lasted, like, four decades. Yeah. I'm glad he's past that and he's making more, like, accessible films. Mm-hmm. But, like, I enjoyed Mulholland Drive uh, from David Lynch. I liked Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Like, when they finally got around to explaining what the hell Twin Peaks was actually happening, what was actually going on, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But, like, the rest of it, I'm like, no. Yeah. I, no, I'm all set. I didn't even like Dune. I can understand why, but Dune is pretty good. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I'm not a sci-fi guy, I guess. <laughs> the hell you say? I'm not, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, oh, um, we, we, we do need to talk about this. Okay. Okay, I mean, you're going to get sick of it. All right. But I don't care because I want to talk about it. All right. They released the final trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron today. Oh, did they? Have you watched it? I have not. Okay. You should. Okay. Because we finally get to see the vision for like three frames and that's it. Okay. Well, that's cool. I was excited about that. Yeah. Okay. So we see the vision. We see more of Scarlet Witch doing her witchy poop stuff. Okay. And it's weird because like she's firing her weird magic bolts. Uh huh. And like everyone else is like using their shields and their fucking like, you know, repulsor rays and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, magic. 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 Right. So I guess that's what she does. Well, I, I think they're trying to kind of introduce that element into the. I think the Joss, cinematic universe. Yeah, because Joss Whedon said the problem he the problem he had writing the first Avengers movie is that everyone has like basically punchy powers. Right. You know, Thor and Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man. Like Iron Man and and Hawkeye are really the only ones that didn't necessarily have, you know, super strength. Right. And were like punching things. Yeah. So now, I mean, they're at a point now where it's like, okay, you have super people because of uh, genetics, mm-hmm. um, mutations. Yeah. Uh, or just, you know, getting blasted by rays or something. Or they built some stuff for them. So that's established. Yeah. Now we've established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe space and aliens. Yeah. So alien technology, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it does make sense that now we have Scarlet Witch, and so that's going to bring in the magic element. Yeah. Which was what makes me excited, because I want to see some Doctor Strange. Which you will, and that's actually something else I wanted to bring up to you. There's rumors flying about now that the Sony Marvel deal went down. Yeah. And, like, Spider-Man's flip-flopping around. The rumor is, is that in the next Spider-Man standalone movie... Uh-huh. Oh, actually, uh, he's going to be palling around with Doctor Strange. Word. In the movie. Word. I don't know how much, but he's going to be in there. Word. Then he'll be in Civil War. Word. Then he's going to be in Age of Ultron. Word. I mean, not Age of Ultron, but um, okay. Infinity War. Word. But be, but prior to Infinity Word, mm-hmm. or, damn you, um, he's going to be his own standalone character, and the main villain in that movie will actually be Iron Man. Huh. And you're going to see a little bit of Doctor Strange. It's going to be, like, Marvel is just doing this thing now where it's like, hey, um, throw some Daredevil in there. Sweet. Yeah, include her from the show. Nice. 
I, I like that. I'm excited because I think we, you know, we talked about before when I was a kid. I, you know, you were the only kid that read Doctor Strange. I was the only kid that read Doctor Strange, and I was the only kid that was super into Nightcrawler. Because this is what happened. My dad gave me. Um, there were these books that had in them. Uh, they were for uh, Marvel. They they had basically the the reprints of the origin stories of all like the heroes. Yeah. And that's all those books were. Right. And so, like as a kid, I knew the stories of all of the heroes. But for whatever reason, I latched on to Doctor Strange, and I latched on to Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and I latched on to Spider-Man until he betrayed me. Um, and that's... But the extent of my knowledge of comic books didn't go, does not go much further than that. Right. I'm trying to, like, learn me some stuff. I think you should. These days. Um, but it's a... It's an undertaking. It is. I because uh, I've mentioned this before. And I recently reread. I read not reread, but recently recently read the Marvel Infinity Infinity, uh-huh. not Infinity Wars, but the most recent one called Infinity, where you know this gigantic expanse of comic books that I read. And it took me days. Like it didn't like it took me a while. I'm sure I could have read it in one night if I put the effort into it. But I was like, nah, I like sleep. Yeah. It was a task. Yeah. It was an undertaking, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And so, like, if you go far, as far back as, say, like, Avengers Disassembled, which is, I think, 2004, uh-huh. that's 11 years worth of comics right there. Yeah. That's a lot. Even, yeah. if, even if you don't read the individual standalone issues, but you read, like, the collected editions and the graphic novels and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which are available, mm-hmm. um, dude, it's just so much to read. Right. It's, it's pretty absurd. So I think it, it's, it's worth it, though. Because then going into the... Um, Going into the MCU, you kind of have a, a bit of a better understanding right. as to what's going on. See, the last uh, Marvel storyline that I remember reading mm-hmm. was the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Which is back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Adam, Adam Warlock and all that shit. Some stuff has happened since then. Yeah, I've heard. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but I think that you, you, should, you should check it out. Okay. And you should also watch the new trailer. Because, dude, it looks oh. really, really good. I will. I did see the trailer for uh, the new season of Community, which they did uh, in the style of uh, an Avengers trailer. I haven't watched it yet. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, I got sad. Like, here's the thing. I was I was a diehard Community fan, and I still, and I still think it's probably arguably one of the best comedies of the last five years. Mm-hmm. Last ten years, actually. Um, but I kind of fell out after season two. Really? And then get back into it. Because I, I guess I'm kind of waiting for it to pop up on Netflix. Yeah. Which now that they're on Yahoo, I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Um, so what I'd like to do is I'd like to watch all of it from beginning to end. Right. Because, well, and I can definitely t- even just watching the trailer, I can I can tell that it's probably going to take a little bit for me to get into it. Yeah. Because you know now with uh, Don Glover gone, mm-hmm. Chevy Chase is gone. Mm-hmm. Yvette Freeman like, is gone too. I'm sorry. Yvette Freeman is gone too. Yeah. Yeah. So she's gone now. And. Um, I don't know. And I was actually, I was kind of excited that, because uh, in the last season, they had sort of replaced Chevy Chase's character with uh, the actor who plays, um, he's on Breaking Bad. He's like uh, Saul's right-hand man. Oh, um, Mike Ehrmantraut? Yeah. yeah. So he was on Community for a season, and he mm-hmm. kind of took Pierce's place, in a way. Which I really liked, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen, because now he's doing Better Call Saul, yeah. and he's not in the trailer at all. Yeah, but he just might not have been available for everything, but he might be in there a little bit more towards the end of the, the run. It might be, but it looks like there's basically, like, they have people, they're bringing in people to kind of replace who they lost. 
So, like, <clears throat> Chang's, like, a full-on member of the group now. Yes. And then uh, they have another older guy uh, who's going to be basically the peer stand-in. And then it looks like they're going to bring someone in that's basically going to be Don Glover's stand-in. So, I don't know. It'll be... I think that was part of the reason I stopped watching the show is because I really enjoyed the dynamic between um, Abed and Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Don Glover, unfortunately, he I think he likes being a rap artist mm-hmm. more than he enjoys being a comedian and a comedic actor, which is unfortunate because that's really how he got his start. Yeah. And I think he's much better at it. Not that I don't enjoy Childish Gambino. I actually really, really like his music. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I would give... I want Troy back. Yeah. You know? Me too, yeah. It kind of it kind of takes you out of things. Yeah. Yeah, and it almost seems like Community is pretty much just heading towards um, just a resolution between, you know, it's it's obvious that uh, that Jeff mm-hmm. and... Um, Britta. Not Britta. Annie. Annie, they're in love with each other. Yeah. And so that's... I, I guarantee you that that's what it's, it's just all heading towards. And that's fine with me. I think it's been gearing towards that way since the first season. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine, but it's just like, it's not the payoff I'm looking for, I guess. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, but I think that's kind of the, the nature of sitcoms in general, is that there's not always going to be a payoff. There wasn't a yeah. there wasn't a giant payoff when, you know, Friends, for instance. Mm-hmm. When it ends, it's like, well, we all thought it was going to end this way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never... I think it works better for dramatic series... Yeah. Especially, you know, now that Mad Men is hanging it into its last season, mm-hmm. it's the final seven, which I've never watched a single episode of Mad Men. Um, I have. It's boring. I've watched I watched all of Breaking Bad. You know what I would like? You know what I would really enjoy? Is if there was a rule that when sitcoms end, mm-hmm. everyone dies. I don't agree with that. I think, I think there should be a rule that... Because I'm... A, okay, like, like The Office? Yeah. Okay. It's just like, okay, well, the resolution is is their story continues. Right. We're just not died. a part of it anymore. Until like, they died. Until they died. Like, they're, no. They're, they're, <laughs> their story goes on. You know, they're going to continue living their lives and doing their things. It's just we won't, we don't see it. Yeah, I just think that every every uh, sitcom should end with some sort of uh, terrible event. Well, I mean, kind of like Red Dwarf. Yeah. No, they or, all die. Alf. Alf, he just goes back to Melmac. No, sir, he does not. Yeah, he does. He got captured by the government. Did he really? Yes. For real? I didn't know that. For real, yeah. That's how it ends with him getting captured by the government, presumably to get, you know, tortured and cut Dis- apart. Dissected and yeah. shit? Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Well, because remember dinosaurs? They also died. They all died at the end. Because the comic came. Exactly. The, in the, in the, which, and you can see it from their house. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see, right, if I remember correctly, like, the Yeah, they're, comics. like, looking out the window and they can see the comic. Yeah, which means that, like, not only was dinosaurs set in Mexico. Right. In, it's in the Yucatan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you think they died right away? Yeah, they did. They just saw the flash, they're like, nope. Yeah, well, that's pretty much how they, they ended it, right? Because they were all huddled together. Yeah. And then it was just all flash. Yeah, it was like, it was like this, like, seriously grim ending, but it's like, yeah, guys, that's what I want out of sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I love people like, that was pretty disturbing. I'm like, well, guys, what did you think it was? Like, like it was a show about people in rubber fucking dinosaur suits. Like, what were you wanting? Yeah. It's like, you know what, Roseanne had a pretty grim ending, too. Yeah. You know, where you find out that the last three years of the show were all just for fever dream. That's her way of coping with Dan's death. Yeah. That Dan Connor died of a massive heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, none of the stuff that, like, them winning the lottery and all this other shit, like, it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's, and that's that's okay with me. 
I really enjoyed because, as, as as we've discussed here on this your show before. I used to work at the CW, and we used to rerun Roseanne. Yeah. So I've actually seen the entire run of Roseanne at least two or three times, and that's good. I guess. I don't know, man, because I I dug Roseanne. Roseanne was a great show up until those like last season or two. Because I think at that point, like she, I don't think she wanted to continue doing the show. I don't think so either. I think she was just like, well, I'm under contract. I can't buy myself out because it's millions and millions of dollars that I don't want to spend. They had an episode of Roseanne. I think it was in the last season that was pretty much the exact same script as Under Siege Two. Oh yeah, where she's like fighting terrorists and shit. She's right? fighting terrorists on a moving train. Okay, I kind of remember that. Yeah. And didn't they, didn't they have one episode where like she's under threat from cannibals or something? Yeah, I think there was something like that. Even if it was just like a weird dream sequence, it was just. But I just remember like Roseanne like watching it as a kid and and just like there's a line that's always stuck with me, where this chick Molly took her took Darlene to a concert mm-hmm. and Darlene just wanted to go home and Molly wanted to hang out with all these sketchy dudes in a van and like get high and stuff like that. Yeah. And Molly tries to lie her way out of it and Roseanne's like, look. I've raised three of the best liars in the free world. There's no way you're pulling any of this bullshit over on me. And I was like, that's my mom, dude. Yeah. Like, that's, like I'm poor and dirty, too. <laughs> like, we're, yeah, we're the yeah. thing. We're people. Yeah, for sure. No, Roseanne was a great show. It is. But that would be an example of why I think that my policy mm-hmm. of all sitcoms ending and everyone dying would okay. be better. How about not everyone dying, but everybody being really sad? No, just dying. Everyone has no. to die. No. Everyone has to die. Cause like, you know, because Parks and, Parks and Rec just finished, mm-hmm. and it was a good, it was a nice finale. Some people have called it perfect, mm-hmm. and I would say almost. Because nobody died? They all should have died. Did Ron Swanson die? No. Nobody dies? Nobody dies. Okay. Because I've watched, like, four episodes of Parks and Rec. It's such a good show. I will, I will now that it's over, I'll watch it. Because, like, I hate getting, not getting into a show, mm-hmm. and then, like... Everyone's like, oh, Juice is the best show, you gotta watch it. I'm like, well, it's four seasons in, I'm not starting it now. Yeah. Like, when it's over, then I'll watch it. Yeah. Because, like, okay, uh, there's a show, I'll, I'll admit, I, you you know me to like some white people shows. Yeah. My my unending love for Wings is a, yeah. is a testament to I that. also love Wings. I also enjoyed Coach. And, yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't like Coach as much. But, yeah, those are two shows that you probably don't know about unless you're white folk. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're white, I enjoyed Coach. When he used to yell at Dauber... <laughs> but um, I really liked Mad About You. I did too. Because I, I actually yeah. like Paul Reiser. I like Paul Yeah. But the ending of that show, the season finale, the series finale of that show was actually pretty grim. It's like Paul and Jamie got divorced and they fucking hate each other. Like, it's bad. Yeah, I heard something like that. Yeah, because basically like, it goes into the future and their daughter is played by Janine Garofalo. Uh-huh. Like, much older, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, she has made a film and she's like, also made a documentary about her life, and she's introducing things to her parents, and she's talking about her parents, and then Paul and Jamie are watching the movie, and they did a good job with the makeup of making Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt look as they would now. Yeah. And, you know, they're just, like, they're so mean to each other. I mean, yeah. they eventually end up getting back together right. in their older age, but, like, they're just so vicious during those moments, and I was like, damn, like, this got grim, dude. This got yeah. heavy. And then they should have died. <laughs> no, I'll tell you one show, okay, that number one, I believe, is completely overrated, and then number two, I agree, they all should have died. Uh-huh. Seinfeld. I absolutely hate Seinfeld. It's it's not that funny. I cannot stand that show. And I've seen most of it, again, CW. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's... Fuck that show. Fuck everyone on that show. It's so overrated. It really is. It's funny. It, it has, has its, its moments. moments yeah. But it's like, dude, it is not the greatest sitcom of all time. It's not. It's just not. I would, I would say the greatest sitcom of all time, 
to me is probably Arrested Development. Yeah, and I'm even saying I'm even saying that, huh? I go with you on that one. I'm even saying that above The Simpsons. I don't I don't care for The Simpsons. Well, and see, I like there was a point when I was younger, like I would never miss an episode of The Simpsons. I was like, I will watch the show forever until the day I die. Yeah, I was I was ten when I said that. I think. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like eleven, thirteen, twelve, thirteen, yeah. somewhere there. And then like around season fourteen, I was like, it's just not even fucking funny anymore. Yeah. Like I'm done. What what season are they on now? I want to say twenty five. Twenty five. And at this point, it's like Jesus. it's just like let's see how long we can keep going before we re- before like everybody either quits or like the yeah. see, the, net, the network just cancels. Yeah, everybody us. should die. Um, actually, everyone, all of every, all of the Simpsons, all of the side characters, the entire town of Springfield should die. What about, like, news radio? Yeah, they all should have died. Well, one of them did. Well, yeah. You monster. Well, yeah. But, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. No, I just, that's, that's how I feel about it. I think that sitcoms should end in uh, a mass death. No. That's how I feel. What about, what about dramas? I don't care. I don't really watch them that much. So I don't get that invested. Although, you know what, I... So, Constantine is, like, all up in the air right now. I, I believe NBC will port it to the Sci-Fi Channel, and it'll be renamed Hellblazer. Fuck, I hope so. Something. Well, because Sci-Fi's doing this thing where they're trying to, like, they're trying to get away from, like, I don't know why, but they keep making Sharknado and, like, you know, Megalodon versus fucking Hornet Wasp. Well, but they do that with the, with the Asylum. Yeah, but it's like, they gotta stop, because if they want to be considered... Like, when, when they made Battlestar Galactica... Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, was one of the best sci-fi shows of like, show. uh, a really long time. They kind of had this prestige to them. It's like, holy shit, sci-fi can produce like this quality television where it's, it's grim, but it's good. Every episode is good. Yeah, then they hooked up with the asylum, and then they just started putting out shit. And because it was, you know, they, they had a movie called Rock Monster. Mm-hmm. Dude is fighting a walking rock with yes. a sword. I'm like, you guys, what the fuck? Yeah. No, what the absolute fuck are you doing? This yeah. is stupid. You wasted millions of dollars. If for those of you out there that are listening to this or watching this and you don't know who the Asylum is, uh, they started off by doing rip-off movies of movies that were coming out. Like Transformers, they remade as Transmorphers. Right. All those sort of things. And so they were they they made the DVDs so that they could be put out you know, a Walmart, so, you know, grandma's walking by and is like, oh, this must be that thing that Timmy loves so much and, and buys it instead of the actual thing, you know what I mean? Why is it whenever somebody does an old person voice and they reference someone younger whose name is Timmy? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's just, Timmy? Timmy? Yeah. Timmy gets a lot Timmy, of shit. Yeah, he's, that kid's always in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And if he likes it, he likes some stupid shit. So that's the asylum. So they made all that kind of shit, yeah. like Transmorphers, and like when when, uh, when Pacific Rim was in the theaters, mm-hmm. they put out Atlantic Rim. Yeah, like they don't even try. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's literally, it's like yeah, Atlantic Rim. Yeah, it's exactly, and it's the exact same plot, with different characters and different dialogue, and mm-hmm. not even like good. Dialogue. And they did a a, a mock because their versions of movies are referred to as mockbusters, right? Because. You know, it's gonna. It's one of the worst fucking things you're gonna watch. Like, if you go and watch Transmorphers, you're gonna be so mad that you wasted money. You're gonna like want to drive to their offices and start hitting people with a crowbar. You can't, but you'll you'll want to. Right. They recently did a um a, a spoof or a mockbuster of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh really? I don't even know what they call it. I don't know. It's like Fifty Shades of White. Probably. Fifty, 50 Shades of Shades. Just something that's close enough. 
So the people who the don't TV know better are like, oh shit, the movie's already out? I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And actually, one of the chicks from Buffy is in it. Oh, nice. And evidently, she's all kinds of naked. There's, you know, a lot of um, a lot of stars from the 90s, a lot of stars from uh, the early 2000s end up in these movies. Um, I have a friend who was in, a, a close personal friend who was in an Asylum movie. Um <laughs> So that's I mean but that's that was their 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 bread and butter. But then they started they put out they started putting out the shark movies. Yes. And then that turned into like Sharknado and which they're now making a third Sharknado. Right. But like they've also put out um a show called Helix which I haven't watched. I haven't I watched. They had they put out the television series of 12 Monkeys which Oh, they do that? Yeah. Which I, from what I understand, is like literally one of the best hours of television on TV right now. It's like it's fucking fantastic. I've been thinking about checking it out. And they've also been. Not the asylum has something to do with it. No, not the asylum. Sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. And then um, sci-fi is also broadcasting a Canadian show called Continuum. Oh, okay. They they have the rights to broadcast it here in America. And supposedly that show is fantastic. So there, so it sounds like the sci-fi is trying to like regain their. They're trying to regain this like sense of legitimacy, and they're trying to regain this sense of like we actually do produce quality stuff, original content. Like, so please don't, please don't, please kind of forget. Like, yes, we had fun with making the you know whatever versus whatever movies, like the giant ape versus the you know sharktopus thing that you know four. Mm-hmm. But I think they're trying to go back in the other direction because once they stopped being the sci-fi channel and they became sci-fi with the y the yeah. s y f y, yeah, people were like what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, so and they're they're there's I used to love their tagline, their slogan, which was "Imagine Greater." Yeah, like that's so great. Like that's such an awesome uh, you know slogan to have because then it's like we can do pretty much anything we want, science fiction wise. And they just stopped doing it because it was easier to you know throw a million dollars at the asylum to make a stupid movie, which then they can broadcast on a Saturday night and they'll make five times that in ad revenue. Yeah. And that's what it all became about. And then, you know, they got a new president, and he's like, no, we're fucking done with this. Like, we're yeah, done no, being these good. guys. Because interesting, interesting fact about The Asylum is that The Asylum has never lost money on a movie. Which is shocking to me. But that's, but that's truth. They have made money on every single movie they've made. So the guys behind the company, they're all millionaires. Oh, yeah. Giant houses. Yeah. And, you know, making decisions like... I remember when, when Sherlock Holmes was coming out. Yes. They made a Sherlock Holmes movie. Now, the thing is, is that we could make a Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. Right. So, what they decided to do is, like, Sherlock Holmes versus, like, vampires or something, or zombies. I don't know. Kind of thing. And they're coming out around the same time as the guy, Richie. Rob Downey Jr. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Or, like, when Thor came out. That's another thing. Yeah. Nobody can hold... Nobody can... I mean, Marvel can, can, you know, the way he looks or whatever, mm-hmm. they can have a stake on that. But Thor is not, you know, he's, you know, mythology. Yeah. Like, if we wanted to, we could make our own... Sherlock Holmes versus Thor movie. <laughs> well, now we're gonna. But it was like, if we wanted to, we could, we could tell the story of the Clash of the Titans. Yeah. You know, of, like, Perseus you know, doing his thing. Like, we can make that because it's... You can't copyright mythology. Right. You can't copyright... You know, any of that stuff. Anything that's in the public domain. Like, if we wanted to, we could make a movie about Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna. No. But we could. I think we could even make a Charlie Chan movie. Yeah, we probably Which, could. <laughs> no, we can. <laughs> not this day. <laughs> we will literally go to prison. Because <laughs> that's some <laughs> racist shit. That's true. Like, I'm always shocked when I go back and watch... Well, that's when we make it better. When I go back and watch older movies. 
And I'm just like, how did you guys get this fucking thing made? This is racist. For time, man, nobody cared. Everybody thought that stuff. I guess so, but like... The but yeah, you see it sometimes, it's like, who? Like, even now, like, I watched 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Which, as you know, is hilarious. Oh, sure. No, it's like, it's such a brutal movie. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to get through at some point, because you're just like... And you do feel ashamed. It's like, dude, how the fuck did anybody think this was okay? Yeah. Like, honestly. And he's just, he's just like you said, it's a different time. Like, this was accepted way to, an accepted way to treat another human being. Mm-hmm. But like, as but that's kind of the point, is that they didn't believe that they were human beings. I guess so, but but I'm... And see, I always kind of wonder, like, hey, I kind of want to, again, go into the way back machine and go, mm-hmm. like, hey, slaves, come here. You guys are bigger, stronger, and faster than all the white people? Just fucking rush them, dude. Yeah, right? You have a giant sickle. Yeah. Like, imagine... There's a you, bunch of you. Exactly. There's, like, hundreds of you. There's, like, six of them. Yeah. Here's what you do. I'm going to tell you. Shut up, sit down. I'm going to tell you. You know how like, you do this with the with the wheat and shit? Okay, imagine what that does to a leg. Mm-hmm. Bye. Or a neck. No, fuck a neck. Like, if somebody's whipping you, yeah. dude, and you can, you pick up the sickle, grab his whipping arm, and ha- hack it off at the elbow... Alright, fair enough. Yeah. Look, I'm talking dismemberment and mutilation. Oh, okay. I go because I'm, I'm yeah. going crazy. Yeah, like I'm like I'm I've lost. Yeah, it. no, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I'm surprised there was never like a massive slave uprising. Yeah, because like you know where I'm at in, in Sporadicus, uh-huh. um, it's during the the slave rebellion in Rome. Yeah, and you know and they're butchering people like they're just fucking killing everybody and yeah. and so it's like how come that never happened in America? I, you know, I bet you it did, but it just wasn't like. As widespread. As widespread. You know, I'm sure it happened here and there. Yeah. But it's not like they're going to, like, really report on it. Yeah, I guess, I guess not. Yeah. I, I hope it happened a little bit. Yeah, me too. It's like, good. Yeah. Get yours. By the way, I'm well, sorry. I don't have anything to do with them. Yeah. You can, go, you can kill all them. My peeps had nothing to do with none of that. No, I was, my people were busy, busy holding slaves in South America. Like, I got all that shit to deal <laughs> with, so I'll see you guys later. In fact, we're heading there now. <laughs> um, one thing we might want to just at least touch on a little bit because the first few podcasts we talked a lot about the Oscars uh-huh. and that happened oh yeah the Oscars finally happened yeah um, what happened is what I thought was going to happen I was a little bit surprised I thought it was going to be more boyhood um, um, I did think that it would be more boyhood but when it came down to like the best actor mm-hmm. I I I remember watching from the beginning of the broadcast, I'm like, Eddie Redmayne's going to win. Yeah. Julianne Moore. I was actually happy she got her Oscar because yeah. she deserved it a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I think J.K. Simmons deserved it, mm-hmm. which is really kind of cool validation for people who make also genre films as well, like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then Patricia Arquette for Boyhood. Yeah. Because that was the, the only, like, main... That was the only big award they got. They got, yeah. Which I absolutely agree with because she was probably the only interesting part of that film. I would have liked to have seen a movie about her, her character. More so than... And you know they're thinking about making a sequel. All right, we'll save them in 12 years. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to do it the same way. No. I think it's just going to be set directly in his 20s, twen- that character, the kid's in his 20s. Uh, we'll see, that'll ruin it. Even if even if uh, Linklater does it himself, it's going to feel like a like a knockoff. I It'll feel like the Blair Witch Project 2. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> it was awful. It creeped me out. <laughs> I was dumb. I didn't know any no, better. So I was like, oh, oh man, what if this shit happens? What if some ghost starts fucking with my life? Right. Well, that, that movie had the, the same kind of thing with uh, um, Event Horizon. You know, where, he, like, there's, like, the video of the 
awful things they, <coughs> that they're doing. Yeah. When they're possessed. Yeah, but in but in there was no hell rape though. In in Blair Witch Two. There was a bit of it, yeah. No, they no because they like, weren't in hell. No, but like remember when they showed the, the snippets of them and it's like all of them having like a big old orgy. Yeah. Everybody was in on it. Everybody was like possessed, but they were in on it. Oh, see, in, okay. Well, in Event Horizon, I just kind of assumed everybody was in on it because they were all possessed too. I don't know because they're also screaming, and it doesn't like it doesn't seem like anybody's enjoying what's happening when that dude's ripping his own eyes out and holding them. It doesn't seem like he's having a good time. That's true. As, that's just that's my true. take on Blair Witch too. They seem like they're having a right time. They do seem like they're having a. a, a, a like, a come good, on, let's go kill those other people. Yeah. No, and then and when then we when we're covered in blood, we're all gonna fuck each other. Huzzah! Yeah. And then, then they all ran off. Yeah. So, I don't know. The guy you from know, Bird Notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's the only one that walked out of that with a career. Yeah. And he was on Bird Bur- Notice for a long time. Bird Notice. Bird Notice was on for like ten years. And it wasn't that bad. Like twenty years, it was on. It was on for a good few decades. Fucking forever. It was. Yeah. Bruce Campbell was in it. He was in it. And they even made a. A spin-off a movie. spin-off movie. For his, just for his character. And actually, Burn Notice wasn't that bad. It wasn't. I, you know, I watched it all the way up until, like, the last season. Uh-huh. And then I, and then I just stopped watching it for, like, no particular reason. Yeah, you just like, eh. And I'm like, I want to know how it ends, but I don't want to watch the whole season. So just watch the final episode. Yeah, well. But then I'll feel incomplete. Then watch the whole season. What do you want from me? Just watch the whole season. I'm not saying I want anything from you. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to watch any more Burn Notice. But I want to know what happened. Um, I, US, USA is a lot like the Sci-Fi Channel. They kind of are trying to like make a good original content, right? Which I think is cool. Well, come back to your instead, of, instead of like white folk dramas, comedy dramas. Yeah, <laughs> white people theory. Yeah, this that's what USA for the longest time because it was Burn Notice and uh, that Doctor Show. Yeah, the Doctor something. Or he's like a like Doctor Beverly Hills or whatever. It no, is. no, he's like a, he's out in the Hamptons. Yeah. And he's like a doctor. To, he caters to like the rich and famous when they do stupid shit. Like, my yeah. teenage daughter OD on semen. Can you come help her? And he's like, I'm on the way. Yeah, and then they have their detective show, which is like the same thing. Yeah, it's, but it's like. Instead of a doctor, he's a cop. Exactly. So in USA, you're going to watch one or two things, okay? Actually, there's, there's three choices you can watch on USA. Yeah. You can either watch um, like their original content, like Burn Notice and stuff like that. Yeah. Wrestling. Right. Or you're watching a 19-hour marathon of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Yeah, USA is white folk TV. It is, <laughs> but like every time, I'm sorry, but like I'm I'm guilty of it too. Every time I'm flipping through the channel and I see you know Ice T or or Benson and, and and you know the other guy, I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. I was gonna do stuff today. Now I'm watching six I hours of Law and Order. I can't. It's I can't even sit through it. Okay. But you know what's what's wrong with all those procedural shows? You know. It's like when you see like the big guest star, yeah. you know, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like they don't even try to hide it. It's like, yeah, that's the guy that did it. Yeah. Or if it's like, uh, if there's no like big guest star, yeah. it's just like the third guy they talk to, that's him. Yeah. They always follow the same pattern. <laughs> Girl, that's your raper. Yep. It's that guy. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while they'll throw in a thing where it's like, yeah, third guy, that's your raper, but uh, the first guy knew about it. And they know each other. Yeah. Or they went to school together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which was like 15 years ago. They like reconnected on Facebook. Let's murder some bitches. All right. I'm totally down. Yeah. Oh, so let's talk about this. Okay. I finished House of Cards season three. 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. Now, you had mentioned this previously, uh-huh. that you were a, a touch disappointed with the way Season 3 ended. Mm-hmm. I imagine we're going to go into spoilers right now. Yeah, if you haven't watched Season 3 of House of Cards, pause it, fire up the old Netflix, watch that, mm-hmm. and then come back. Yeah. Let me give you five. Go. Well, you were the one who was going to make a point. Right. So, you had said that you were you were disappointed with the way it ended. I I had the exact opposite reaction. Really? I went when it ends, and again, spoilers. Okay, and Claire says that she's leaving him. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, dude! How? How are you gonna leave him? You guys have done so much horrible shit together. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Is that I mean, I felt like it was leading up to that. The whole season. The whole season was. Yeah, like yeah. you can just. I think there's even times like one of the the big threads of the show is like this growing divide between Claire and Francis Underwood. Yeah. And then like, they would come back together, and you think everything's yeah. fine, and then they hit this wall, and it's just bad. Yeah. Like you just know it's like fuck, dude. That marriage is donezo. Yeah. They're in fucksville, yeah. and then going into that, what the last five, like literally the last thirty seconds of that final episode, you're like, dude, it's it's really gonna happen. But then, watching it, I've been thinking about it since I finished watching it yesterday, and all I can think of is, like, there's how? You guys are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And obviously, like, there was a time jump between season two and season three where he's been the president for six months. Right. You know, and his, like, his whole thing, his, his presidency is just shit. Yeah. Like, no, he, he's not viewed as effective. He's viewed as a placeholder president because he wasn't elected. He became president by nature of the previous president resigning the office before he got impeached. Right. Excuse me. And, um, now, here's something I want to put I want to put out here, just real quick, before you finish. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anyone on the planet knows what the word impeach means. Okay. Even House of Cards. Okay, because they were even talking, because they were talking about, they, in one of the episodes they were talking about, they made a threat of okay, impeaching him. Yeah. And, and somehow that was going to take him out of office. Well, and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So let me put this down. If you don't know, if you listen to this show, here's your educational moment. Tell them. Impeachment means bringing up criminal charges to the president. It does not mean removing him from office. No. Nope. It just means he's going on trial for those charges. Right. Bill Clinton was impeached. Yes, because of the Lewinsky scandal. Which, for right. those of you younger viewers, what happened was, little side note, mm-hmm. okay, the president during the 90s, President Bill Clinton, he got a little, little dome from right. a fat intern named Monica Well, you Lewis. know, he got, he, got a, he got a lot of um, comparisons mm-hmm. to JFK. He did. And I think it went to his head a bit. His I, head's a bit. He got, well, basically he got in trouble for getting a mouth hug. Yeah. And then lying about it. He lied about it. And so they brought up criminal charges against the president. That's impeachment. Yes. It doesn't kick him out of office. No. Nope. So if you're one of those assholes running around going, Obama should be impeached, we should get a new president. Impeachment's not going to help. The more you know. Anyway, house cards. Um, so, like, yeah, his presidency is mired in shit, and, like, it's it's very stale, and, and, you know, it's stagnant, and he can't get anything done. Because both... What's weird is that this was... And I like the way they did it. It wasn't weird. I, I, I like the way they did it. Is that both the Republican and, and Democratic sides of Congress and the Senate both didn't like him. Right. Like the Republicans, by virtue of being Republicans, didn't like him being a Democrat. As a Democrat, so they were against him anyway. But his own party, the Democratic Party, they want nothing to do with him. Yeah. They well, know a lot of the shit that he pulled to get there. Exactly. A lot of them know that he's a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And 
So they, at one point they come to him and they tell him that even if you try to run, we're not going to support you. We don't want you to be our candidate in 2016. And at first he's like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll advocate. But you, you know very damn well he's not going to do that. Right. And eventually he reveals that he's running for president and all this shit is going on. And just like the, it's, it's, it was, it almost felt like more of the same of just like all the scheming and scamming to get what he wants. Because the ultimate payoff in season three I mean, season two was that he eventually assumes office of the president. Like, after all of his manipulations, he becomes president. He attains the highest office in the land. But in season three, it's like, okay, well, he can't do that anymore. Because it doesn't matter. It's not getting him anything. Right. And so the the goal is to keep it. Yes. Because it's like that old saying, what do men with power want more than anything? It's just more power. Yeah. And so, like, that's kind of what he spends the season doing is, like, consolidating and solidifying his power but everyone's kind of like reached that point where they're like I'm not afraid of you anymore yeah. there was a lot of that yeah. that I saw where people were just like I'm not afraid of you anymore you're the president you know what I mean like you know yeah. you're president like obviously if you want me murdered you're going to have me murdered like it doesn't matter right you know what I mean but like I, I, I like the fact that there was a direct analog to Vladimir Putin yeah there was like oh my god like that guy's so fucking Putin yeah and um you Going back to the rift between Claire and Francis, when you see that rift growing, it's one of the things where, like, you're like, is it going to happen? Are they going to do it? And then when she does say, I'm leaving you, in a very cold, very matter of fact, I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving you. Yeah. Just end of the discussion. Now it's like, okay, but how? Like, you know, again, spoiler alert, there's been murders. There have been, you know, all kinds of weird sex shit. Like, they're into some, they're so heavily entwined with the dark side of each other's lives. I don't see how either one of them could get away because, like, it's, it's almost like mutually assured destruction. Right. Because if she tells anybody that, oh, yeah, he directly murdered Peter Russo in the first, you know, in the first season, he's directly responsible. He killed that reporter chick, who's mm-hmm. Zoe Barnes. Yeah. He threw her in front of a fucking train. Like, he did it. Yeah. He confessed it to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all had, they had a weird, like, you know, like, the devil's threesome with his, with Meacham, the Secret Service agent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which seemed like, uh, why? Because like that sort of thing that that story thread never went anywhere. It didn't really seem to mean anything. But it kind of did because like if you notice in this season, Meacham is like he's like the jealous. Per- okay, so like let's say. Oh, that's true. He's become like he's very possessive yeah. of Francis Underwood. He's with the with the writer. With the right, yeah, he was threatened by the writer's position. He kept telling you better not fuck him over and you know, all sorts of stuff like this. And it's like, oh, you're that like kind of jilted lover that like you know Francis maybe tooled you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you dug it a little more than you thought you would, because mm-hmm. it's because like during the whole second season, they lead they they plant clues very early that that dude is into the president. Yeah, more so than I think the wife. Yeah, and so like it's almost like he's in love with Francis Underwood, which he probably is. Yeah, but like you know, then it, it culminates in in the devil's threesome. Yep, and then this season, like you know, I don't know if Meacham and the president are still getting it on at all. They don't show anything like that. Yeah, they don't show anything like that. But you know, they yeah. Um, yeah. Spit roasting the first lady. She did look like a chicken on a rotisserie. I'm imagining at some point she's all spinning around. She's like, help! <laughs> ah! Yeah. Um, and, and, and there was even a pretty heavy flirtation between the president and the writer mm-hmm. through the whole season until their thing falls apart. Yeah. And there was and during one episode, I think it was like the third or fourth episode going, uh, before the finale, and you think that they're going to get it on yeah. in the Oval Office. Yeah. But it doesn't pan out. Yeah. And it's weird because I, I compare Francis Underwood to Walter White from Breaking Bad. 
Okay. Because it's like it, it's the most distinct, despicable person on that show. Mm-hmm. He really is. But you root for him. You yeah. want him to win. You want him to get what he wants because you want to believe that as an audience member, like if he met you, he'd like you. Like right. he'd be your friend. He wouldn't fuck you over because you're nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just I work in a cubicle. I'm yeah. nobody. But we could be. I could be friends with President Underwood. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'd vote for you, dude. I know you're a monster. I know that like all you need is the horns and you're the fucking devil, dude. Yeah. I support you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's it. So here's my prediction for the next season. Which I think is going to be one of the last. I would imagine so. I think they're only going to do like probably four or five and that's it. Yeah. I think he's either going to kill or attempt to kill. Claire? Claire. Make it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that's something that he can run on. Ooh, like he can trade on her own sympathy for her death as to become to be elected president. Yep. Um, I think I think season four will absolutely be Francis versus Claire the entire season. Yeah. I imagine that in the way I would do it is like, what if she decided to run for president? Right. Like an independent. Like an independent. Like, what if she decided, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I could see that because you know that's that was her whole thing, isn't it? She wanted. To, she had her ambitions. Right. And it's it's just so it's a weird real it's so weird to watch that show and like see all the real world comparisons of like who like this person's clearly based on yeah and I'm I don't know because I do think that Francis Underwood is based pretty heavily on Clinton yeah he's got a lot of Clinton in him yeah um he's got a lot of Nixon in him too that like paranoia that enemies and shit mm-hmm. like that but like in in my opinion I think Claire is pretty heavily based on Hillary Clinton uh-huh. you know who. It's like, it's not just enough that you're president. No, fuck that. I want to be president. Yeah. I want power. I want to hold a position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, to see that, it, it you really kind of enjoy it. And, like, I don't know, it makes you kind of, like, feel just, like, you feel dirty yeah. when you're watching it. Because you're supporting this guy. Yeah. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. He is. Yeah, and then you find, and you find yourself, like, trying to justify it. Yes. You're like, well, you know, he's just trying to get America Works together. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get people jobs. Mm-hmm. Look how nice he is to, you know, the barbecue dude. Exactly. Yeah, you see him, like, that's like his one redeeming quality. He's trying to take care of the barbecue guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, why didn't you get him a job at the White House, motherfucker? <laughs> but but he did. Your ribs always look good, by the way. But he did. He did eventually. Um, but it was nice to see certain characters standing up to him. I really like the arc for the character Jackie Sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that she finally took a stand and did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that his chief of staff, Remy Danton, um, the actor who plays him, Mm-hmm. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That guy's he stole every scene he was in. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, he's so incredible. But then... Yeah, you I, know what? Because he has to die. Oh, no. He's deceased. Like, he's dead right there. He well, no, not just the character. The actor. Why? Because I think he's trying to get some Idris Elba. He's trying to get up on Idris Elba. So, he, you know what? Can't I, be done. In my opinion, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's giving Idris a run for his money. I mean, Idris is... Yeah. He's mythical at this yeah. point. Yeah. He's deity. Yeah. I worship at the altar of Idris Elba. Yeah. Totally. And if you don't, you should. Mm-hmm. We have the weirdest man crushes. I don't think they're weird at all. They no, make but it makes absolute sense. <laughs> no, because it's like, okay, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes absolute sense. You know what we never mentioned for, for... Did we mention Bill and Ted when we were naming his movies? Yeah. Okay, good. We didn't mention Point Break. Yeah, we did. We, did, we, forgot, we forgot about Point Break uh, during uh, movie time. But we did definitely mention. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, but yeah, like he, the, um, I 
forget how to pronounce his name. It's Mar- Mahar Shala Ali, like that. I'm butchering his name. The guy who played Remy Dent. Yeah, yeah. He was in Predators, the Predator thing, mm-hmm. the the reboot that, which I actually really liked. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was fun. It, the only problem with it was is that it was so predictable. Like the second Topher Grace showed up, well, that's a bad guy. Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> I just I didn't. The one thing that kind of bugged me was that um the character played by Walton Goggins. Uh-huh. Stands the convicted serial killer. He has this completely out of character redemption moment during his death mm-hmm. when he's like, "I'm gonna fight the predator with my shiv, yeah, with my sharpened toothbrush handle." Yeah, and he's telling everybody, "I'll go run, I'll hold him off." And I was like, "He was not this guy five minutes ago at all." Yeah, but um, I actually like what they did with Topher Grace. That yeah, I, I think they did too. They just didn't uh, they didn't mask it well enough. During the movie, no, clearly, I mean, because like they didn't, you know, he he was so out of place. Yeah, the user's like, yeah, that's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so that actor, mm-hmm. again, I'm just gonna Remy. call him Ali. Remy. Yeah. yeah, he's so fucking good in that yeah, show. Yeah, really good. But then the guy who plays Doug Stamper. Yeah. Um. Again, his I, Michael Kelly. Yeah. They need to do if if House of Cards only lasts one more season, fine. He gets his own show. Right. He's the Stamper Files or something. Something, dude, because he is fucking captivating. Yeah, he's great. Although I will admit, I wasn't, I wasn't so keen on how the whole thing ended up with Rachel. It seemed so anticlimactic. Just but I don't think she's dead. I don't you think, think that she's was dead. someone else getting buried. Yep. I think because you never see him kill her. Yeah. You see him driving back, and she stops in the middle of the road, which they filmed here in Santa Fe, by the way. They did film that here. Yeah. Um, she stops in the middle of the road. You never, and all you see is them is him burying somebody. Yeah. So what I think happened is he got her back, and he's like, "Okay, look, the only way this is gonna work, yeah, you know, the only way I can leave you alive and know that you're gonna stay away and stay hidden forever is you have to be involved in some shitty shit too. Right. You have to be on the same level as me because if I go down, you're going with me. Right. So I think what happened is I think they went and got themselves a hooker, or they abducted somebody. And they killed her and buried her. That way, if anybody ever goes to look, he's like, the grave is there, her body's in there. Because eventually, you know, she's going to start rotting. Okay, and there won't be anything yeah. defined but bones and, like, you know, viscera and stuff like that. Yeah. So, that's what happened. All right, I, I hope get, so. I think I Rachel's so. still alive. I hope so. I, I I really do. I hope so. Is it is it weird that, like, I, I don't know... I kind of like. I kind of want to see them together. <laughs> I totally do. I want to. I want to see them get married and shit. Yeah, no, he's totally in love with her, man. Dude, in like to a scary place. Yeah. Although, like, when she peed her, herself in the van. Yeah. I was like, that's dirty. Yeah. Let her pee on the side of the road. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that didn't turn me on or anything. Yeah, I think it did him though. Oh yeah, dude. No, he was into it. He yeah. told he totally wants her to give her, give him some yellow discipline. Yeah, he, I mean he he rolled down the window. He cracked it, you know, for to look like for appearance's sake. Yeah, to look like you know to get. But that was just to to fucking aim it past his nose. You know, so he, he could get all the <laughs> all the stench particles. Yeah, you know, trying to eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't get yeah, it. But I I I, I like the way season three went. Um. I think it was one of those things where they're in the midpoint. Mm-hmm. And I really do think they'll only do five years and then call it quits. Because I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. I think TV shows go on way too long. 
Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I will admit I want Daredevil to run for at least 19 years. What if it isn't any good? That's no, oh, that's my big fear. Yeah. But so far, Netflix, everything they put out that's original content, I've really loved. And like Marvel is retaining control and creative content, all sorts of stuff like that in their Netflix deal. Like they're they're building, they're they're tying this into the cinematic universe. And there's mm-hmm. gonna be references to the Avengers. There's gonna be references to. Captain America and all the stuff and the yeah. Iron Man films and like and that's and I, I I have such high hopes for Daredevil but I don't want to build it I'm trying to not build it up in my brain mm-hmm. so that way when it comes out I'm like completely let down right because um it comes out on April 10th mm-hmm. I'm seriously considering like I can't oh, I'm sick I can't make it to work and then just think hey sometimes you gotta do that my feet up on the in the air wearing socks that don't match because <laughs> now on the other side of things, um, on on the DC side of things, yeah. they had that release that came out that there's there's like show and development that's going to be um, Adam, which is oh yeah Ray Palmer, yeah it's a spinoff from Arrow, yeah spinoff from Arrow, yeah and I don't know who that character is in the comics. Um, he's he's the DC version of Tony Stark. Ray Palmer is a billionaire okay. industrialist. He lo- he owns um Palmer Industries, right. I believe, and um or Palmer something, yeah. uh, Palmer Enterprises, and he develops a, a suit yeah. to help him fight crime and stuff like that. It's not the full bodied armor suit like Tony Stark, but it's a it's a suit that gives him fight superhuman strength and like you know he fires right. laser rays and shit like that. Yeah, so they've they've announced this show mm-hmm. that's just a spinoff, and then some of the cast. Yes, which also includes. The first canary, canary, Katie Lots. Yeah, yeah. My guess is that they would have to do. I, see, this is what this is what I think is kind of a spoiler, mm-hmm. because what they've done is they said they're consider it's the the pilot is in the preliminary stages. It's not guaranteed guaranteed for the spinoff, but right. basically they want to do Adam, right, which is Ray Palmer. Right. They want to do um, Captain Cold from the Flash right. universe, which is you know they're all tied in together. Yeah, um, prison break guy. Huh. Prison break guy. Yeah, um, I know you're talking. About, I, can't, I can't think of his name yeah. at the moment. He's got a weird name. There was one other character, I forget who, and then Canary Katie Lots. Yeah. Um. So, in terms, so Canary of, Katie Lots is dead. Yes. Spoiler alert: she was killed in the season premiere of season three. Of no, Arrow. fuck you. Watch Arrow. Yeah, She's fuck dead. you. Like Arrow's awesome. Dude, like, seriously, it's one yeah. of the best shows. Yeah. Um, God, such a fucking dork. Um, but they killed off her character. Now, the only way they're going to be able to bring her back in the DC universe is, through, is with the Lazarus Pit. So that, to me, them releasing that information was a giant spoiler from one of the big events that's going to happen towards the end of the final stretch of Season 3 of Arrow um, when they come back March 18th, right. which I believe is when they're coming back. Because um, from then on, it's all new episodes until the season finale. At some point, she's going to come back to life through the use of a Lazarus Pit. And so them releasing that information that this show is being considered, it's like, well, fucking thanks a lot, you just ruined the rest of season three of Arrow, because like, is she coming back? Right. Like, is, are they, they're, are they going to introduce Lazarus Pits now? Because like, well, it's just, there's, there's been a lot of talk around that whole, the Arrow, or Arrow Flash, like those shows, and then like spinoffs, and stuff like that, because I was, I don't know, I was just reading all this stuff, so she might come back, mm-hmm. which I think would be hilarious, considering like, um, the, her dad, because he just found out that she died again. Yeah, and it'd just be so. It, it would crack me up for her to just like show up. 
He's like, ah! <laughs> he probably, pick one! <laughs> pick one! Yeah, and he shaves his head again, and he's all... That's funny, because, um, not to get too off track, but, like, Stephen Amell released a, um, a video today on his Facebook page, oh, yeah. which I follow Stephen Amell because he's so active on Facebook, it's like, and he does a lot of cool shit. Uh-huh. Um, he released, like, a two-part interview with Paul Blackthorne. Okay. And it's so weird, because, you know, when he does Quentin Lance, he's got that weird kind of, like... New England accent between Boston and New York somewhere, and then he's, he's talking his British accent. He's like, it's so great, it's delicious. Oh, she's fabulous, she's marvelous. I love her so much. Like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah, right. like, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, yeah, no, he's British. Yeah. He's extraordinarily British. But then, and, but then there's also like talks that um, Diggle mm. might become Green Lantern. I think that's more of a fan rumor than it is an actual rumor. Rumor. I think that's something that people were thinking that would be cool. Well, because he 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 made a statement about it that he's going to be Green Lantern. He didn't say that he was, but he was like, "It's very possible." Um, I think that's I, if that's what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to do that because, as I understand it, the only character from Green Lantern that is licensed for film is Hal Jordan, right? Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, Kilowog, all that other stuff. Like they're up for grabs, I think. So if they wanted to do a John Stewart. Green Lantern corollary, which would be John Diggle Green Lantern. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. But I don't think everybody on the show needs a superpower. Yeah. But if they wanted to give him a superpower or make him a hero, you can't have a Green Lantern as a supporting character. Right. I don't see how he would not get his own show at that point. Which, the way they're handling things, it seems like he might. Which is, but if they're going to make him Green Lantern, then do the right thing, step up and give him his own hour. Yeah. That's honestly how I'm looking at it. Because, like, if they're going to do Titans on TNT, and they're going to do Supergirl, which started filming today, yeah, the Supergirl pilot, um, and they're all all of those shows are interconnected, you will see Stephen Amell on Titans. You yeah. will see Grant Gustin on well, Supergirl. Well, you know, and it, it, it might be leading that way, because I don't know if... I've noticed it, but they just haven't had much to do with Diggle lately. I agree. Like, he hasn't had much to do. I agree. I think he's an underused character. Yeah. Um, much like... And you know what's funny? Because I, Colton Haynes, who plays Arsenal... Yeah. Um, knowing the history of that character as I do that eventually Arsenal becomes addicted to drugs and Ollie throws him off the roof of you know um, what they are calling Queen Consolidated but eventually becomes Q-Core yeah. um, you know they have a big massive fight and Ollie th- fucking throws him off the roof and stuff like that and he becomes addicted to drugs and all this stuff and he eventually becomes a member of the, the Outlaws with Red Hood and all this other stuff it's like in the comics at least like they're not using his character enough and I, I really, I at first when I saw Colton Haynes, I was like, it's just some pretty boy model who wanted to be an actor. Right. They should have casted someone better. I'm really impressed with Colton Haynes. I think yeah. he's a really good actor, and I'm happy to eat my words. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. There's everybody on the show. Is, that's, it's one of those shows where it's like, you know, uh, Katie Cassidy gets a lot of hate online. Well, the character, Laurel, gets okay. a lot of hate. Yeah, I can see that. But it's like, but Katie Cassidy is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Everybody's great. Like, it's one of those shows where it's like, there's not one character on the show that I don't like. Yeah. Although, I'm not happy with Felicity Smoke right now. Oh, yeah, no. She gave it yeah. up to Ray Palmer, and I'm like, yeah. how fucking dare you? You know what? She should just go off to his show. Yeah, go leave. We're done with you. Yeah. If you're going to behave that way. He doesn't need He doesn't need Felicity. Oliver? No. No, she, she broke... No, she, she, was already, she was already trying... She was trying out the Flash for a minute, and now she settled up on Adam. Whatever. It's like, way to work your way down. Um, yeah, right? Have you seen Stephen Amell do the salmon ladder? That fucking thing where he's jumping up and down with a bar. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm not saying I'm whatever, uh-huh. but like, yes, please. Right. Fucking thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rewind that. Watch it again. Yeah. Well, you don't really have to because they have him do it in almost every episode. It's funny, yeah, because <laughs> like he's always working out. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have any money. Like, how do you, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you get the fucking lights on in Esplay? Like, how do you pay for everything? <laughs> like, stop working out and go get a job. But granted, I'd look like that too if I could work out all day every day. Yeah. And that one day is the dream. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. See, and I think one of the reasons that character works well is that because he doesn't have superpowers. I think that's why those characters that don't have superpowers are so much easy, more easily relatable. Yeah. Batman, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Cap- yeah. Well, Captain America has superpowers. Nobody likes Captain America. I love Captain America. You're lying to yourself. I'm not. You're lying <laughs> to me. You're trying to. How are you? Fe- how, are you how are you feeling about The Walking Dead since it came back? Um. Well, when how are you watching the current season? I am. Okay. So you watched the last episode. I did. Okay. Um. I'm at the point where I'm just like, if the bad thing that's going to happen, can it just happen already? Well, that's got to be the that's got to be the season ender. Uh, no, because Tyrese died out of nowhere. Yeah, the, that's, but that's see, that's one of the things I love about that show is that it's like no one's fucking safe at any given time. Yeah, look at look at how they. But the thing was is that but they have reduced Tyrese to, you know, like he was. Who gives a shit that Tyrese is gone? All he did was just walk around with a quivery voice going, I know what the pain is like. Like, that's that was his entire job. You know? <laughs> don't, don't go down that road. You know, it was... He was the moral compass. That's why his death was That's why his death is supposed, to be so, supposed to be so impactful. Yeah, but nobody listened to him, so who cared? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, one... Okay, I cared. I, I love that he had his giant hammer. Yeah. And he was just like, it was the longest... I, really, I liked Tyrese, and I was sad that he died. Okay, thank you. That's all I'm asking for. I was, for sure. But I did, it didn't... You're dead inside. It didn't feel like there was... I, I didn't have... There was an impact there, because it didn't feel like... After he saved the baby, which, in my opinion, he shouldn't have... Uh, I will say this. That is the quietest fucking baby ever. Word. Like, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, the baby's basically like, are we in somewhere safe? We're all boarded up and everything. All right. I'm hungry. Like, it's, like, oh, it's been 12 hours. We're still running from zombies. I'm going to go back to sleep. Good night. Yeah. That is the cool, that is the chillest baby uh-huh. ever. She is gangster, dude. Yeah. She's already like, I'll be quiet. Yeah. She was born in the apocalypse. She won't remember a world before the before it all went to shit. That's true. But like, okay, so they're in Alexandria, Virginia. Right. Which I think is pretty close to D.C., right? It's like 20 minutes outside D.C. Some sure. shit like that. I'm not a. I would imagine so. Dude, I'm not a geographer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know maps. Um, so when what I love about the show is that now when like when Rick gets interviewed by the lady, yeah, I forget her name. Yeah. Call her the lady who runs the joint. Yeah, it was like Diana. I want to say it was Diana. I, don't think, I was gonna say Tabitha. Diana. No. Are you sure? Yeah. No, I'm gonna call her the lady. Cause I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Diana. So the lady's interviewing him. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and Rick is just, like, traumatized. Yeah. I like that you got to see him, because, you know, we've been with these characters for so long that we don't know 
we're just as traumatized and severely fucked up as they are as an audience. Yeah. And then so to see them uh, with people who are relatively still kind of normal, who've had safety for a while and, like, don't have to be afraid every single night and, like, can actually sleep in beds and, like, you know, aren't afraid to, like, walk around a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, that haven't been in survival mode for years now. Like, just to see him sitting there with his big old fucking, like, crazy homeless man beard. Which I know? wish he had kept. It was so, no, I, I love that he shaved it off. It was like, holy shit, that's what Andrew Lincoln looks like. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, love actually. Um, <laughs> but to see him, to see them like that in contrast with the people who have been safe mm-hmm. for like the, almost the entire time, mm-hmm. it really kind of, it was very jarring. Because yeah. it's like, oh shit, right, this is like, we're not supposed to be in survival. Because it's weird, because every time you watch The Walking Dead, you instantly go into like survival mode. Yeah. And you're there with them and you're like, dude, don't go in that room. Yeah. Don't go in that room because you know, like you know, what you would do in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. And then it was so, yeah, it was so just like disconcerting and confusing to see them with people who were like, you know, oh, like you guys are completely fucked up. Like, look at Daryl. Daryl won't even shower. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's one of the things I really liked about that episode was that, you know, uh, like when they went out on that run mm-hmm. with, uh, and I'm pretty sure her name was Deanna, her son. Yeah. And, you know, they make their stupid mistakes or the things that they do. And uh, Glenn's like... They're not taking it seriously. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. and then they get back, and then it just... It was like, oh, thug life. Well, you know, like, as soon as, you know, <laughs> he starts, he challenges Glenn, and then everybody's like, what's up? Yeah. No, you don't understand. <laughs> like, we're fucking crazy. Like, we're the craziest at this point. It's like, it's like, no, it's like, you don't understand, we're the threat now. Yeah. Like, we're in your place. We'll kill everybody. Yeah. We don't fucking care. We've been through, we've literally seen hell. We don't care. Yeah. And what I loved was, like, when, when it got up, got up to fight, Daryl just kind of throws down his crossbow, which that crossbow has been through a lot. Uh-huh. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's that friend that's just like, yeah, he's like, there's a fight. Yeah. And then when that one big dude, the, the other friend with uh, the lady's kid. Yeah. He tries to bum rush Glenn. Daryl just fucking... Tackles in his own. No! Yeah. I was like, yeah, Daryl's a man. Yeah, I half expected, like, fucking, like, Carol to, like, roll by on a skateboard all, whoa! <laughs> like, right at that moment. Like, but after Glenn <laughs> clocked that kid, and he hit him hard, yeah. well, hard for a fake TV show, yeah. I want everybody to be like, oh, oh and then somebody be like, ah, walk past screen. And <laughs> yep. Like, I, I kind of want those, yeah, it should have been like, it should have stopped, and it's all thug life, and the sunglasses come in. Yep. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I like where The Walking Dead is going this season. Um, they keep saying, and I believe them, Robert Kirkman has said, and Andrew Lincoln has said, and Norman Reedus have said, has said, and he even said last night, he's like, you will not be happy when this season ends. Right. It is not going anyplace good. Right. Like, they're in Alexandria, everybody has a house, they can all take a shower and shit. Fuck it. Like, it's gonna get worse. Right, well, and I don't really follow the comics that much, and right. I know they've diverted... Heavily. Lot, heavily. Yeah. But I guess the common consensus is that uh, the idea is that Deanna brought them in so that they could help protect against Negan. The, an outside threat. An outside threat. Yes. That they like needed... a dude who is, like, way worse than the governor. Oh, the governor was... The governor is Mr. Rogers compared to Negan. Right. Um, the... And, that, and that's kind of what the kind of the weird crux of the situation is that they were they were basically brought in to fight evil with evil. Right. And that our characters, Rick, Michonne, all those guys, they're evil too. 
Yeah. It's not that they're evil, it's just that, you know, you have to fight bad with bad. And they are bad. Like, they're not afraid to kill. Yeah, like, where they're at, like, the people in Alexandria are essentially who, who like, the main characters were, like, first season. When it first started. Yeah. And I did, I liked that, how it just sort of ended with, you know, Rick basically being like, if we have to take this place over, we will. Which I, you know, um, I also watched Talking Dead. Okay, Afterwards, I watched that, yeah. Um, Chris Hardwick, who's actually a really, really good host. He does an amazing job hosting the show, and they always have cast members from the show on. Right. And he was kind of like, well, it's like it's very clear that Rick and everybody else is the threat now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, they are. But they have to be. Mm-hmm. By virtue of what they've been through, they have to be the threat. Mm-hmm. They have to be dangerous. Because otherwise, you end up in a terminus situation. You end up in a governor situation. You know, a Woodbury situation. You end up in God knows what else. I mean, like, they don't even know what's really going on in Alexandria. And it's like you said, they don't know for sure why they're here. Because even uh, Seth, the guy who brought them in, has even said, you guys are the first group we've even considered bringing in. And they considered bringing them in because, while fundamentally all of our people are, are good people, they will do what is necessary to survive. Meaning they will kill anyone that they have to. Right. And that's what the lady needs. Right. She needs someone to to pull the trigger because her people can't. Right. So where do you think it's going with uh with uh, Carl and that little girl or that girl, whatever? Uh, uh, well, I, all that? I thought it was funny when she he was like, "You don't like me, do you?" And she just kind of walks off. And, yeah. She likes you so much. I know, right? She, wa- dude, she, she, she wants to do some of that fucking. Yeah, and he's and he's playing it right. Yeah. That, that was that was the right thing to say. It's the right time. You don't like me, do you? That was a flirt. <laughs> That's what it should have been, Thug Life. Yeah. <laughs> and it kicks into Snoop D O double G. Yeah. That's the thing about Walking Dead is that I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to like everybody. Yeah. Um. There's some characters who, for like five or six episodes, haven't had a single line of dialogue. Yeah. And that's getting kind of weird. Yeah. But. Well, you know, you know it's like, Mullet doesn't have anything to say. He's just. I'm sad now. I'm like, dude, you gotta stop wearing boots or shorts. <laughs> Just put on a pair of pants, man. Right. And I also want to know where um, fucking Flat Top gets the hair dye. <laughs> to get his clearly not clearly yeah. dyed right Do you hair? think he's just like, whenever they pass by a town, he's going into like the the, the Walgreens and like pick, getting some like Kool Aid so he can get his shit correct? No, he gets a Revlon and then some <laughs> Sweet and Low to take the sting out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's still on the shelf. It, it's not much in demand in the apocalypse. No one's going to be dying their hair. But Abraham's all, when everybody goes to sleep, the one bottle of water he had. Yeah. So let it sit for 20 minutes, and then he washes it out and goes to bed. And every morning, the most of the morning he wakes up, his hair is spectacularly more red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just something nobody talks about, but they all just like sitting around eating and just looking and at And you know, Rosita's is all. Yeah. With her porridge. Yeah, she's the only one who knows. She hasn't said a word in, like, three episodes. Yeah, her and then, um, the lesbian one. Um, yes, I forget her name. Yeah. We don't want to know a funny thing about her. Hmm. That actress is named Alana Masterson. Okay. She's the younger sister of, um, Danny Masterson, Hyde from that 70s oh, show, really? and Christopher Kennedy Masterson, who was on Malcolm in the Middle. Huh, she's their, she's their younger sister. Is she in the Scientology, too? Oh, for sure. That's terrible. I know. So I also watched, uh, I guess there's only two episodes out now, of uh, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I haven't recorded I haven't watched it yet. It's pretty good. 
That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. That people were shocked by how good it was. Yeah. I I kind of wish that they hadn't introduced uh, Kristen Shaw so quickly. Okay. Like, I mean, because he is technically the last man on Earth, mm-hmm. but there's there's the two of them. There's the girl that he meets later on. And I needed, I, I, I kind of felt like there should have been more time of him by himself. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> is she introduced in the first episode? Or the second episode? Uh, the first one. It, it's it's kind of a weird thing. I don't, I'm not sure how it was broadcast. Mm-hmm. They they put two half-hour episodes together. Yeah, okay. So it was like right at the end of the first episode. Okay. So. Okay, I, I want to watch it, but I want to be able to sit down and watch it without interruption. You know what I mean? Just yeah. be able to sit down and enjoy it. And I don't really have a lot of time to do that unless I'm watching something on my phone. Right. Um, That's pretty good. But yeah, I haven't set to record and record the whole season. Um, so... I I haven't been I don't follow the show I don't watch it at all but Agents of Shield okay. has introduced the whole Inhuman arc and uh, I guess now they're introducing they they showed in one of the Inhuman well, the two characters got exposed to the Terrigen mists which, which activate people if they have the Inhuman Inhuman genes in them right. um, one of the characters Sky who's really her real name is Daisy Johnson she has pure her name will be Quake eventually she does become a superhero okay um, she, has the show come back yet yes it came back last night. Oh, I need to watch it then. Yeah. And then um, she uh, was exposed to the Terrigen Mists, and she can do, like, earthquake shit. She has tectonic manipulation. Uh-huh. And then uh, this other lady, Reyna, I guess is her name, She, her transformation was physical as well as just superpowers. And now she has, like, do you remember Nightbreed? Yeah. Do you remember how that one girl was, like, a porcupine could run around? She would, like, get naked, and, like, people would get all, you know, transfixed, and then she'd, like, shoot quills at them. Mm-hmm. That's, like, quill throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of looks like that. Okay. The first time, the, the second time, I was like, "This is Nightbreed. Like, why are you doing Nightbreed makeup?" <laughs> Which I I really like that movie. That's a cool movie. That's Clyde Barker. Yeah. He doesn't get enough love. It's true. I don't think. I think he does. I don't think he does. Just not in uh, the circles that we run in. I think. Oh no! I think I, there are other circles. Oh, I understand what circles you mean, sir. Yeah. When I'm talking about the mainstream general horror. Yeah. He doesn't get enough love. I don't think Clyde Barker gets enough recognition. Hellraiser is a great movie. It's fucking terrifying. It really is. It's unnerving. Mm-hmm. I don't like body horror shit. Yeah, I'm not big on it either. You know, when there's like some dude crawling out, he ain't got no skin on, I'm like, nope, axe right mm-hmm. to his fucking neck, cut that fucking thing's head off. Mm-hmm. I would instantly learn to float. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just jump and stay there. No! <laughs> you know, dude, I would, yeah, I'd become Spider-Man. <laughs> I'd just flip on, grab one of the ceiling, <laughs> upside down, I'll fuck that and fuck you, no. Yeah. I don't think I can handle it. Like uh, watching Jacob's Ladder back in the day. Yeah. You know when Elizabeth Pena is dancing at that party or that rave or whatever, and there's like a tail whipping around and like her legs start bleeding. What? what, what? No, fuck yeah. this. No, what am I watching? Yeah. No, it's all started off really good. Yeah, my, I was on board till I saw the tail. I'm out. Yeah. Dunskies. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll watch Last Man on Earth. Yeah. You should. Oh, that's good. You know, it's, it's weird. Like there's a like we're still in that kind of golden age of TV right now. Which I'm enjoying. Yeah? Yeah. It's nice to see, I mean, like, you know, with Netflix stuff coming out, and then, you know, like, there seems to be, like, this jump back in the other direction with broadcast TV. I think yeah. they're taking more chances. I think that they realize that they have to. I think a few years ago, you couldn't have gotten Last Man on Earth on the air. Right. Not on, not on a major network. Yeah. You'd have to go to, like, the FX or HBO or something like that. Which, in hindsight, maybe that would have been better because you can get away with more on FX. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see that Fox is taking a chance. Yeah. You know? NBC's still fucked. 
Yeah. Like, they're done. They have no good shows on. Yeah. If you give, I think if you give Whitney Cummings a sitcom, right. you're, you're done. Because I'm a big comedy nerd. Like, I'm yeah. a big stand-up nerd. Yeah. Um, and, but she's, she does not deserve a TV show. There are, like, right. ten other comics I can name who deserve a show before her. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Bill Burr. Jim sure. Norton. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill when he was with when he was with us. Yeah. yeah. Um Joe DeRosa. Okay. Colin Quinn. Yeah. Why he does not have his own show or a massive movie career, I'll never understand. Yeah, it's nobody can can understand him. That's true. Uh Jim Florentine. Okay. Um I would love to see what Andrew Dice Clay could get away with on network television. Mm-hmm. Because I do still enjoy Andrew Dice Clay. Um Can I do dead comedians? Well you already did with Patrice O'Neill. Okay. Sam Kinison. I would have yeah. liked to have seen Sam Kinison get his own show. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Okay. Well, he had his own show. He had his own show on, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't even a sketch show. It was like a panel discussion show. Yeah. So yeah, no. Okay. How many is that? That's eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. I had I had another guy in mind. I can't think of it right now. Um, Joe Rogan. Okay. Because he is a comedian, but he's not. He won't ever do TV like that again. Right. Although I wish he would, because. He's one of the funnier things about news radio. Yeah, yeah. And then a guy who does stand up but isn't technically a comedian is Dave Foley. Fair enough. I could I consider him a comedian. He does. I mean, he does a lot of stand up. Yeah. But you know, he doesn't consider himself a comedian. He still, he still considers himself more of an actor. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a comedian. Yeah. That's because that's his jam. It's comedy. You know what I mean? That's what he does. And he's good. Kids in the hall, news radio. Yeah. It's all comedic stuff. Oh, I forgot. Like Rich Boss. Yeah. I think Rich Voss would do well with his own show. Mm-hmm. But I really, like, if I could get anybody a TV show and complete creative control over it, it'd be Bill Burr. For sure, yeah. Like, oh, uh, Jim Jeffries. He did have his own show. And it was really good. And it was really, really good. Legit was really good. But yeah. they just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Because it was, it was that weird... I think it was too much like It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Where it was just kind of like, ugh, so dirty people. Like, I don't... I feel gross watching this. Yeah. But it was too because they already have that with, with, with It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Which I haven't watched in like five years. I haven't watched in a couple of years. And I don't even know if it's still good anymore. No idea. Seems good. I'm sure it is. Um, speaking of It's Always Sunny cast members, Charlie Day. Mm-hmm. I was watching Pacific Rim last night. Yeah. I, I did this weird... I was home and I didn't really have anything to do. I feel like reading comics or anything. So I was like, I want to see what's on HBO. And there was like Pacific Rim and then Blade. I was like, that's a good way to spend the evening. <laughs> well, all right. So I made some chicken salad. Nice. Yeah. Pacific Rim's a good movie. I like Pacific Rim. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cheesier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but like... I don't know. I thought it was kind of expected. I think that um, that the actor, the one who was on Sons of Anarchy... Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, Charlie yeah. Hunnam. I think he gets, like, a lot of undeserved hate. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't even understand where that comes from. Is it just because he's pretty? Yes. Okay. It's because he's pretty. It's because he's British. Right. And it's because he's better than you want him to be. Right. Like, he's a better actor than you want him to be, so people automatically get pissed off about that. Yeah. Which I don't understand. I don't either. He's fantastic on Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Or he was because the show's over. Yeah. And, and he's and had the, one of the worst finales. I haven't watched it yet. I just... I want to punch everybody involved. Um, How that show ended. I don't know, man, because, like, I've only seen season six, up to, up to season six. I haven't seen the final season. And that sixth season, holy fuck, man. It was like, dude, like, what more do you want to put me through? Because obviously I'm committed to the show. I have to finish it now. Yeah, yeah. 
but it's like I haven't seen. I know what happens because mm-hmm. it's it was all over Facebook. Oh, was it? Because like you know, I I liked Sons of Anarchy on Facebook, and mm-hmm. the second I did that, like it was great. But I'm friends with people who were like, I can't believe he died. <laughs> you want to go to their house and like get their laptop and snap it backwards and throw it at them and right. leave? Yeah. Well, you do, you you don't know yet how. That's not the point. It's it it absolutely is. And you're saying it's ridiculous? It's... Or so stupid? Oh, my God. Well, let's just say this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember... Uh, well, I, I know you do. When David Tennant left Doctor Who. In that episode... Uh, leading up to his regeneration. Mm-hmm. And, like... Where they basically pulled the Lord of the Rings. It was the 19 endings? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that going on. Okay. And then the way he goes out is just... You know, it's it's definitely for the people who walk around with Sons of Anarchy t-shirts on and shit, or have their, their own, like, little jackets. They're cut? They're cut. Yeah. It was for them, but it's... I'm not gonna lie to you, I have a Sons of Anarchy baseball cap. Okay. And I, I do enjoy wearing it. Because I just... Do you know which one it is? I'll tell you. Do you remember when they went to Ireland? Yeah. And he had on that cap, and the, on the back it said Reaper Crew? Yeah. I had that cap. Oh, and nice. if I wear it out in public, people who are fans of the show I have come up to me like, that's an awesome hat, man. Right. They Jack all have five you and shit. Yeah, exactly. There's like this weird, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Suns too. And I'm like, no, you're not, but I understand. <laughs> it's like, guys, none of us are in a biker gang. Yeah. None of us can do half the shit they do. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're shopping at Smith's on a Honda Thursday <laughs> afternoon, dude. Like, we're, we're not in gangs. Yeah, I'm just saying that... that you know, and maybe you won't agree with me because you had the, you had a different idea about uh, this last season of uh, House of Cards, but I, I just I felt that the ending of Sons of Anarchy was a, was a giant pile of shit. Okay, well, how about the whole season prior to the final episode? It was pretty good. Okay, it was pretty good. So you're saying that like just the end, like it was like good, 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 then boom. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. I want to see it and take it all in. And then, uh, one of the things I like to do if I'm watching the finale of a show is I like to go back and watch the first episode. Yeah. Because it's, it's... Like right before? Right before I start the finale. So, like, what I'll do is I'll watch every episode of season seven up until the very last one, then I'll watch the very first episode of Sons of Anarchy, and then I'll watch the finale. This actually is probably a smart move. Just to see, like, okay, this is where we started. Uh-huh. We are way the fuck over here now. Like, yeah. this is, like, we are so far from where we began. Yeah. And I, I think it's like I did that with Lost. I rewatched it a year or two ago on Netflix, uh-huh. and I went back and I watched it. And I remember watching because it's it's different when you watch Lost in one straight run because mm-hmm. I think that they had such huge gaps of time in between the seasons, especially the later seasons. Like people were like, "Wait, what was happening?" There was a like there's two dudes who have been on the island since like 5000 BC. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So when you go back and watch it all in one run, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, it really does. All right. But I remember watching it, and I'm like, when you're watching the pilot with the plane crash, and there's maybe a monster, and it could be a dinosaur, but I don't fucking know. And then you watch the final episode with, like, did they all go to heaven? Is that what that's supposed to be? Because I know what happens. I mean, I, I know what happens. People often get it wrong. See, I never got that far. I know I, wa- I stopped watching uh, around Fish Biscuits. <laughs> when they're in the cages? Yeah. Where you're just like, all right. And yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I haven't had that reaction to a show yet. I'm waiting for me to have that reaction to something. I'm just like, all right, never mind. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what happened with me and Lost. And um, 
But that also happened with Scandal. Really? Yeah. You better not say that in public. You'll get crucified yeah. by it. Because people just, love that fucking show. I, I liked that show. I've never like, watched an episode. I had about third season in. Although I'm done. I really like the show. Now I'm done. Because it just got too ridiculous? Yeah, it just got too... Yeah. I... Actually, no, that did happen with this show. Yeah. Um, that did happen with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Like all people in America at that time, I was obsessed with the show. I was like, this is the best show ever made, ever. I've never seen an episode of it. I recommend you don't. But I remember watching it, and then, like, the third season was coming on, I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Eh. I mean, I watched it because it was the thing to watch. Yeah. You know, I was, I've was i always been a big fan of TV. Like, when I grew up, I grew up without brothers or sisters or without a lot of friends. So TV was my friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. <laughs> And so, like, you know, uh, I've always been a big fan of TV, and I think TV is great, and I think TV is a really cool way to create, because you're constantly creating, you're constantly working. So I kind of, I tend to watch a lot of TV, yeah. especially now that I have Netflix with me wherever I go, because yeah. I have the internet in my pocket. Yeah. You know? Um, so I've watched Grey's Anatomy, I've watched a bit of uh, Desperate Housewives. Yeah, okay. You know, I've watched, like, a shit ton of Battlestar Galactica, i watched all of 24. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've watched a lot of fucking TV. Yeah. But there are certain shows that I didn't ever got into, and, like, you know, like I said, Mad Men is one of them. I tried. I tried, man. I watched, like, three episodes of it. It was boring? Bored me to tears. But you said the same thing about Winter Soldier, and you were totally wrong. Well, I don't know. Give Mad Men a try, then. Maybe you'll be one of the people who like it. I'd probably be all obsessed with I'm not one of them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, no, here's why. You gotta watch the sun, right, right. Now, here's, here's what I'm thinking about doing. This might be a little controversial. Because okay. I like quitting shows. There's something very, like, it's very liberating. It is. There's a sense of freedom. It feels fucking it. good. Okay, which one is it? And I'm coming up on, and I don't know what the exact date is, but I'm coming up on about a year of not having a Facebook page. Okay. And I think because of that, it might make this possible. I'm thinking about quitting Game of Thrones. No, you're not. No, he's, he's, everybody, he's talking. Like, is he going to come back? I don't even know when it's supposed to come back. I don't even care. Yes, you do. I'm not even going to bother. Comes back next month. You okay. care. Don't stop saying crazy things. <laughs> you're scaring me. I feel like, like no. that would be an accomplishment. I think. If you, I could just quit Game of Thrones. No, you don't want to do that, because then you'll miss out on all the, the Sand Snakes, and you'll miss out on Arya becoming an assassin. What kind of that? So, I, there's too many, I, I got too many shows that I'm sticking with. I understand, but no. Don't do that. You know, I Don't like Arrow. I like Flash. I love Arrow. Doctor Who's coming back. Doctor Who's not coming back for a while, though. That's fine. Until, like, August. Right? I don't know. I hope they bring back 24. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I might... I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's no, a thought you, that I'm having. No, what you... If you're gonna quit a show, mm-hmm. don't let it be Game of Thrones. I think it might be. No, I think you're wrong. Because I still want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. I still want to watch... I don't know, what else do I watch? Nothing really. I was going to ask you, did you watch the RoboCop remake? I did, actually. I watched it yesterday. Like it's on Netflix. Because it's on Netflix, yeah. I noticed that, and I was like, huh, I kind of want to watch that. Because I, I think all people in our age bracket, um, I adore the original RoboCop. Yeah. I think it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, absolutely take the original RoboCop out of your head, mm-hmm. then watch the movie, and you will enjoy it. 
Because, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how he moves around in his black leather. He moves around pretty good. Exactly. With his one still human hand. <laughs> Which I think I was like, what? It's right on the, on the, on the poster too on Netflix. He's holding his giant gun and his hand is like a hand. Well, what's funny is they have this, um, you know, there's this whole part where, uh, you know, because he wants to know how much of him is robo. Mm-hmm. And, and how much of him is cop. Yeah. And then so they can actually, they can take away pretty much all of his body. Like, it'll come apart in sections. Mm-hmm. And so basically, he's a head and lungs and a hand. That's it? Yeah. That's all that all that's left of Murphy. But but in the original RoboCop, there wasn't that much left, much left of Murphy either. In the original RoboCop, it was just like his face. No, his brain. Yeah, his brain. I think it was his face, his brain, and his spinal column. Yeah. Because that's, that's how much they kept of Kane. Remember Kane in RoboCop yeah. 2? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> Robocop dude was like, like, this is fucking ridiculous. I remember my dad, after my parents split up, my uh, my dad would pick me up on the weekends. He's like, do you want to go see a movie? I was like, yeah, I want to go see, you know, fucking Robocop 2. And he was like, all right. Because he, he took me to see, because it was just me and him, he took me to see Lethal Weapon 3 Okay. in the theater. My dad's badass. Like, he would yeah. take me to see Lethal Weapon 3. He also took me to see Robocop 2. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the worst parent ever. <laughs> Shouldn't be taking me to see this. Some kid injected heroin into his neck. <laughs> his nuke. Yeah, the nuke. dumbest drug ever. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part of Robocop 2 is when he shoots him. Uh, they're in that big presentation. Uh-huh. And he shoots Kane the robot. Yeah. And he's all, let's step outside. I'm all, yeah, it's on now, <laughs> motherfucker. Get him, Robo. It's so cheesy. <laughs> but I love that line. And then he's all riding him like a bull and he breaks his Head yeah. up and takes his spine out and smashes it on the ground. Yeah, I will say that I thought that the 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 Robocop the new Robocop movie was a whole bunch of all right. Really, yeah. as long as you forget about the first one, just don't really don't think a whole lot about it. Yeah, you know, but it it follows uh, it follows threads of the story that the first one didn't. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, I, as I understand, there's a lot to do with Murphy's wife. There's a lot to do with Murphy's family. And each in and the Robocop himself kind of takes the opposite arc in a way. Because when they first when they first make him mm-hmm. like they leave him with all of his emotions and like just everything in his brain. He's totally in control. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that well we need to kind of start pulling that back a little bit. Because they want him to be have the efficiency of a machine. Mm-hmm. But He's got all the machine bits, but he's still, like, functioning like a person would. Yeah. So they kind of start pulling back his control. Mm. And so, you know, which in the other, you know, in the original, it was just like, he comes out, he's like, I'm a robot. And then, like, by the end of it, he's all, I'm also kind of Murphy, you know? So it's kind of opposite. Okay. That, but see, that, again, that was what I always liked about the first movie. One of the things I really loved is, like, when, at the end of the movie, after he saved the head of OCP, mm-hmm. and he's like, what's your name, son? And he turns over and he's like, Murphy. Boom! Yeah. It's all credits. I'm like, yeah, he's Murphy. Yeah. He's back, son. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it had that kind of stuff in it. You know, obviously, you know, the, the balance is kind of figured out by the end. Yeah. You know. The happy medium. Yeah. You know what always killed me about, it's so weird, cause like, whenever I watch that 70s show, uh-huh. and I see the dad, yeah. and I see Red Foreman, yeah. well, 
Clarence Boddicker, you piece of shit. <laughs> you yeah. killed Alex Murphy. You're lucky I like you now. Yeah, right. Well, look what Eric turned you into. He turned you into a murderer and a robber. <laughs> <laughs> that kid drove you nuts to the floor. You're like, I gotta kill a cop. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have like the same kind of violence. No, of course not. Because um, I think it was a PG-13. I believe so. And the original RoboCop was a hard R. Well, yeah, it was Paul Verhoeven, man. Like, shit explode. Blood explodes. Well, like, Verhoeven you know, even when, like, I remember being a kid and watching the first RoboCop movie and that scene where they're, they're, they're torturing Murphy to death and they're blowing his arm off and, you know, they're shotgunning him to death. It's just like, fuck, man. Like, I remember being traumatized by that scene. Yeah, for me, it was, um, it was at the end when the henchman, like, gets the toxic waste dumped on him. And he's walking around all melty. He's like, it's all, help me. And he yeah. like five times as normal. Well. Like, yeah. yeah, and then he hits him with the car and his head flies off. <laughs> yeah. His head's all, <laughs> and then finally, it's like it's staying on the car. Yeah. I remember that. that. That messed me up when I was a kid, yeah. But see, sure. I think that's the only thing that got me through that movie was the catharsis of seeing Robocop kill them all at the end. Yeah. Like even when he just takes his data spike and he stabs Clarence Boddicker in the neck with it and just starts seeing all that blood spurting out. It's like, oh, finally, thank you. He killed them all. Yeah. Because, like, you, I think, I think that's the only reason I'm not still, like, fucked up by that scene today. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's just seeing him, that release of, like, ah, yeah. he killed them all. Yeah. Especially when, cause, you know, they had that Cobra assault cannon. Mm-hmm. And then he shoots one of them, like, it basically just vaporizes. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> He's just yeah. red mist. Mm-hmm. Um... So I have a I have a movie at home from Netflix that I have yet to watch. It's Maleficent. Okay. I think I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But it's like, why am I watching this? Because you have daughters. There's also that. But I think it's like one of those like I think I have to watch it. Sure. To say like I've seen it. Yeah. I don't mind. You know I don't mind it. You saw it? No, no. I mean just like, like watching like kids kids kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't mind watching kids stuff like. But there's there's certain kid things like there's the 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 top tier kid movies like Pixar and you know DreamWorks and stuff like that and they make really good anime movies. I just saw Big Hero Six and that movie's the shit, dude. If you didn't get choked up at the end with Baymax, mm-hmm. you are not a fucking human being. Right. He's like, hey, were you happy with your service? No, Baymax, I wasn't. You can't leave. Yeah. What well, I didn't understand, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're, now we're going to now we're talking about Big Hero Six. <laughs> okay, so because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't Baymax have his other arm? Mm-hmm. I think so. So couldn't he have grabbed onto the ship mm-hmm. that Hero was also holding onto, mm-hmm. right? Then took his explodey arm and went kapow, and then just went with. You know what I mean? Um, I think they referenced the fact that, like, there was only enough freedom or pull or something like that for one thing to go through. Like, they both couldn't go through. Bullshit. Because he he's a robot. He did the math. It's bullshit. It was a great movie, though. It was a great movie. I, I really loved Big Hero 6. Yeah, it was awesome. I think it was fantastic. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. I consider it, because you know it's based on a Marvel comic, right? Yeah. So I think it's, I consider it a part of the MCU. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with superhero lately. Hey, man. That's, I think there's a lot of it to be obsessed with. I think it's because I actually want to be one. Yeah. Like, I would gladly, gladly trade in. It's like, okay, look, you have two options. We can give you the super soldier serum, and you'll become a superhero. Or you'll become a bona fide successful filmmaker. Which one do you want? Remember, whatever you pick, you can't take back. No takesies, backsies. You're this forever. Because I know which one you pick. Yeah. 
Like, because I, I just know, or I, I know for a fact that I'd be totally irresponsible with, the, with whatever power. No, you'd, power. Become, you'd become a villain. Yeah, well, not even, and I wouldn't be, like, bad intentions. It no. Would, it would come strictly from apathy and laziness. <laughs> And I would just be completely irresponsible. <laughs> you're like, you're all, there's a scroll in me. <laughs> You'd be like, there sure is. So, oh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you just playing, yeah, Titanfall is really lagging because of it. Yeah. And, and then I'd be the other one like, let's go! Like, Assemble! Yeah. And I'd be like, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, there's like 90 of us out there. Like, they're fine. They got a card. You don't need me. Yeah. And see, so like, yeah, I, because I, I guess I still believe in the good nature of, like, being a superhero, like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, see, I don't believe in that at all. I completely I'd be agree. like, I don't know, I'll come watch. <laughs> Some flies my way, I can dodge it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him next time. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, hot. Or like you just wouldn't even answer the door. You just hunker down lower on your couch. And <laughs> yep. Hey. So. All right. Well. I guess, I guess that's it for this one. Yeah. All right. Um, when we come back next time, of course, we'll have more stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, there's some big announcement from Marvel coming in the next few days. So by the time we record oh, again, yeah. we'll be able to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I'll watch UK. So we each have an assignment. I'll watch Last Man on Earth. Right. And you watch Predestination. Word. And we'll discuss them at length. Sounds good. Okay. Um, this has been the Something Heavy Podcast. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Subscribe being the most important. And then recommend this to your friends so that they can, in turn, subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, check out Movie Time. Mm-hmm. One of our other shows. We watch uh, older flicks, cult flicks, and we kind of make fun of them and discuss them. And then uh, also watch uh, The Backlog, Chris's solo show where he plays uh, video games and you watch him play and he makes, you know, witty commentary on, on the games himself. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then Curly yes. has his show, Settle Down, Nerds. Basically, he's yelling at, at me. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm like, I think he's like, I'll slow down, buddy. Yeah. So, all right. But yeah. So that's it for this week uh, or this episode. So we'll see you next time. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye.